Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. B-S-N. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Music, please. Tuesday already? Si, si, senor. Now, do you prefer, I think I've asked you this question before, Miss Robin, as we begin another afternoon of broadcasting semi-excellence. Uh-huh. Taco Tuesday, ta-ta Tuesday, you make the call, as Alcoa used to say when they had those uh, commercials. I would like to order the combo mambo, please. I would, too. Deep dish combo mambo, though. You know what I'm saying? Tatas and tacos. We should open a new place here. Yeah. Or at least a food truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tony Bruno, Miss Robin with you on a Tuesday here in Florida. A little chilly today, only in the 70s. I don't know what I'm going to do, Robin, if it stays this cold all winter long. I had to put on a sweatshirt, Tony. I had to put on underwear. I usually (laughs) like going commando here. 
you know, to get the breeze circulating through the, uh, through the, uh, what is it called? Uh, the superstructure. Can, can I, can we do breaking news right off the bat? We have breaking news already in this st- show. Well, they do that a lot on the news show. We start off with breaking news. You don't start off with breaking news unless their breaking news is real. This is real breaking this news. This is real breaking news? Yes. Um, for those of you who listened all day long to the Tony Bruno Sports Network, as you should, um, this and morning... And Pete, yeah, Pete Shepard did not physically destroy the studio. I would have I, if I, I had been in here, as you know. And and so we, we found out last night that it wasn't actually our phone. It is the Bluetooth connection built into Roadcasters. Apparently everybody... Everybody's get Mr. These Road on the phone because I'm going to road him hard and hang him up wet to I, dry. I've been this entire time. I've been going off the thought that it was our phone that we were using because it's an older phone model and that it just wasn't compatible. An but older no. phone model, which means like it's three years right. old. Yeah, but no, <laughs> Bleacher Brothers have this, and they use a road as well. The sound on everything except for the Bluetooth connection is fantastic, as you can hear. So is this deductive reasoning 101? Yes. So it's what, like an invest. We needed Columbo. We needed uh, uh, what's his name? They're doing a new episode of the one of the greatest detective series of all time. Uh, it's like a one. It's a movie now. Hercule Poirot. No, no, the guy, the guy, the the modern day guy. Shakespeare, not Shakespeare. No, uh, Sherlock. No, it's not a. It's not a British thing. It's an American dude. An American uh, detective. Yes. I don't know. And he, and he he had a series that was one of the best series on television. And now they've have a new episode, which is a movie version. He comes back one more time. Oh, Monk. Monk. Oh, See, Monk. I'm like Monk. You're like Monk. You can't remember. <laughs> Monk, they do one more. So we need Monk yes. to figure out the phone system. And Miss Robin doing her best Monk, Columbo. Uh, what, what was the other chick that died that, that was the investigator? Agatha Christie. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I... So deductive reasoning, when Bleacher Brothers had the same issue, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not our phone. No, because they use their phones right. in their studio. So anyway, this morning, Pete, not only did there become Darth Vader slash Barry White voice mm-hmm. um, every now and then, but it Which sometimes, yeah. you know, women like. But it disconnected it completely. And so I started putting my thinking cap on. I don't know why I didn't come up with this sooner. The the app that we're using, Grasshopper, to forward all the phones to the different studios, it, it has voice over internet protocol. So I um, figured out how to put it onto one of the laptops that we're already using side by side, side by each. As they say in Canada. And eh? I dug through my gazillion boxes of cables and... Dujimawikis, and I found a um, miniature audio codec. I, I was it a Gaframistan too? Was that yes. in there? Did you did you crank it up a couple of RCHs? I did, and now I can cram, crank it up a lot more. It's it's a even better connection than the phone was sound wise as well. And uh, so now we know we're it works. In we're, we're in business, so that just means that Pete, the Pete Shepherd show, and the Tony Bruno show is fixed. The other studios, they still need to figure out. Poor their Pete. Own. I mean, he's in there alone oh in the my morning, God. and I, I was dying. So I was up early, and I was listening, and then you were texting, and I, you know, I was trying to call him, and he couldn't oh. answer the phone, and then I was trying to text him, and, and you know, I felt so bad. I did too. He literally almost destroyed the yes, entire. Well, I would have gone. I would have gotten a baseball bat. We have a baseball bat in the corner. <laughs> I know. I'm glad he doesn't. I would have gone all. I, I would have gone all of try What's a great scene where a guy takes out a baseball bat and starts busting stuff up? Um, well, that was the movie with Michael Michael uh, 
Douglas on the pier. Remember when he was crazy? Yes. Was that a baseball bat? That I don't, he used? used bust. He busted a lot of shit. Of up course, in that there's movie. The, one of the most famous baseball bat scenes in the um, the zombie show with where he had a Lucille. I think he named. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah. baseball that was bat. Dead, that was, uh, you know, that was Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, where he wraps which we his call that now and... Washington D.C. and Congress. <laughs> so. That being said, should we test the phone line now? You, let's let's get this thing started. You can call, you can text. Well, uh, we no, because the texts are coming in. Yes. But the bottom line is, and we have Ian Eagle joining us a little later Correct. on today to break everything but down. You Not can only football, call and it works at eight four four six four four Tony eight four four six four four. We need a guinea pig. We need a guinea pig, a test subject, and this is not like COVID. We don't have to, you know, you won't, you're won't. not going to get any diseases. New. We're not going to inject you with anything. I want somebody new, somebody that's never called in before. Okay. Not that I don't love everybody else, too, but I just want to see, you know. What's the phone number, Robin? 844-644-8669. 844-644-8669. Or Tony, which translates into... 8669. PW found- New Jersey said that is awesome news because Pete went full Harry Mays on the phone system. Uh, he, I am pissed off. Full Harry off. Mays. He uh. went he went uh and he has some drops too that he I was know, playing this fantastic. morning of stuff blowing up and <laughs> <laughs> Which, I got to borrow some of Pete's drops. You know, everybody talks which, about Mike's soundboard. Which, by the way, soundboard. the fact that he had that handy <laughs> just goes to show you how many times he's been having issues with our darn phone numbers. Oh, ooh, we have one. Let's go to the phones and see how, if Robin finally got this some bitch straightened out. Hello. Hello. This is the Tony Bruno Show. Hello? Prompt expired. Why? How can your prompt expire? I know. Try that again. Whoever just called. Oh, I can actually even dial back, I think. Dial them back, Robin. Don't butt dial them. Just slap the little button there. Let me try. This better not fail, Robin, because then we will really, really. Then I'll go absolutely (laughs) batshit crazy in here. Zero. Let's see. Hello? Hello, Tony. Hey, it's working, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Uh, I'm going to pull a Robin now. Robin, bring up his audio. He sounds a little low. I know. I can can bring it up. Okay. Who's calling? Uh, This is Jay in Harrisburg. Hey, Jay. How are you, man? Yeah, the best best baseball bat uh, movie is um, Office Space from 2000. Oh, that's right. Where they go outside yeah. and take the computers out and just start smashing them like like Pete Shepard almost did today. Except our equipment's all new. It's not old shit like they had in office space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you're listening on the app, obviously. So how does it sound in Harrisburg today? Oh, it sounds very good. Uh, I mean, the, the only problem I've had was when I was like driving up to um, New Hampshire, when I was driving to rural uh, Vermont. Uh, I I couldn't get it in the car, you know, as I was driving up there. It it, it was very rural, so that was probably... Probably the internet up there. They got the internet up there. You know, you should have called Arnie Spanier because he would have had a repeater in his house in Vermont, and then you could have probably... (laughs) But if you have internet, I mean, you know, obviously there's places in the country where you don't have internet and you can't get it, especially on your phone. And that happens to us even when you're driving around in states like Florida and other states... 
You know, you're saying, well, why is my, we would drive through New Jersey and all of a sudden we'd lose internet because you're in the middle of the woods and that's what happens. But so was it a long stretch or just a short stretch where you didn't have internet? Well, it was, it was one of those uh, state roads where, which you take, um, like if you don't want to take um, like mass turnpike. Right, right. You, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you just get off the New York Thruway and like go through Albany and you end up in Vermont. Yeah, but at least you end up in Vermont. You know, which is not a bad yeah. way to end the trip or yeah. start the trip, yeah. actually. <laughs> well, we right, really appreciate right. you listening up there in Vermont, uh, in Harrisburg. So you live in Harrisburg, and that's where you are now. Yes, yes. My um, my uh, children go to school up in um, New Hampshire. So, oh, okay. So we, so we go there often. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's a good place to go. I love New England. Yep. The trees, are, I mean, the yep. leaves have all fallen now, though, right? So that part of it. Now it's going to get into these oh, yeah. sloppy, snowy, cold. But it's not, you know, it's great. What's great about being up there in the cold, because I lived in the cold most of my life, is when you put the fireplace on, whether it's fake or real, you know, you just sit in front of the fire, it's roaring. You know, we're a, way, a little over a week away from Christmas. I mean, this, this is a nice time of the year because it's not super cold where you're going to go out and freeze your, what was, it, what was this thing? You would freeze your, uh, no, that you'd shoot your eye out. You can go out there and freeze, but you can bundle up and go outside and take a nice sleigh ride, or you get a horse and attach it to a carriage and go riding through the through the you know don your gay apparel and go outside and do your thing. You know what I mean, Jay? Very good, very good. Yes. Well, we appreciate you calling in, man. I really do. Thank you for doing it. Tell your friends up there in the great state of Pennsylvania. You can go to the state capitol, knock on the door, tell Governor Shapiro. And all the other great people up there in the state capital of PA, that it's time to get the touch. It should be actually, it should be a loudspeaker should be at the state capital, just broadcasting to all the great people in Harrisburg and vicinity that the Tony Bruno Sports Network can be heard now all over the world, not just in Florida, Pennsylvania, even in in Kuwait. And we and the boys last night made a great point. Do you know why our our show is like number four or five in Kuwait right now? Because of the big military presence there. We have military people stationed in Kuwait. So they're probably listening to this show to get sports information and entertainment while they're over there. Tony, we have a problem. What happened now, Robin? Apparently, even though we could hear the caller, nobody else could. What? I don't know why. So I thought you had this fixed, Robin. I thought I did, too. Wait wait a minute. We went from breaking news to exaltation... To once again having to give you one of these, Robin? Well, why do, why do I have to get it? <laughs> because you're the one who was exalting that you had finally figured this out. I don't, I don't know why. That we came in here early, Robin. I had to put my pants on and get up earlier and make the drive to the studio, thinking that everything was finally fixed. But it's not. So now what? What do we do now, Robin? What do I, we I do think I now? just figured it out. Hang on. Okay. We'll try again. Meanwhile, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's just get this show on the road, Robin, or at least in the studio. Of course, we have NFL insanity going on now. And last night, the one thing about YouTube TV that was perfect last night is you don't even have, need to have like a 90-inch TV. So I got my 65, and I put on YouTube TV last night, and I had both games at the same time, man. 
the multi-view. The only thing better than two football games at the same time, Robin, when they're on at the same time, like last night's Monday night, uh, two games at the same time is... Two chicks at the same time. Speaking of office space. And it was great because I could see them both at the same time. And then if I wanted to go over and put the audio on one side and hear Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, if I wanted to watch the Dolphins spit the bit last night. And by the way, I'm not going to get all over Dolphin fans the way they got all over Eagle fans when the Eagles, who should have lost to the Dolphins and lost to many other teams before they uh, you know, got out to that 10-3, and 10-2 and two start, 9-1 and one start, whatever it was. The Dolphins last night, let's be honest, they shit the bed on national TV. They shit the proverbial bed. And one thing that we saw that was perfectly clear, and I was really pissed off about, Robin, because I had a parlay last night, and for the second night in a row, not because of my gambling thing, it was like a $10 bet, I had in the 49ers game, I had Christian McCaffrey, right, scoring an anytime touchdown, which is about as is absolutely as lock as there could be in the NFL, like the sun coming up tomorrow morning, here in Florida at least. Christian McCaffrey doesn't score in that game, cost me a parley. Last night, Tyreek Hill, who not only only scores one touchdown every week, he's usually good for two, but I had him down for an anytime touchdown. And then he gets hurt earlier in the game, and my parlay was busted. But that's not important. My parlay's not important to you. It's not even important to me. It was like, you know, I wouldn't have won a lot of money. But the point is, I've taken two guarantees. Maybe I'm the jinx. Maybe I'm the mush. Maybe I need to be put in the bathroom and left in there. Hold on a second, Tony. Does that mean this entire time that you've been blaming me for being the bush? Mush? No, you're not the bush either, Robin. But thankfully, I mean, the grooming is more important right now. You know what I mean? This isn't the 80s again, Robin. Maybe I haven't been the mush this entire time. No, you have. Because I used to hit parlays. I haven't hit a parlay in 21 consecutive parlays. I've lost because of one leg on it. And the leg is usually like the one you should get the easiest. A Christian McCaffrey touchdown. A Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. But no. So this is this is the this is the continuation of Robin being the mush. Because I don't know. before it used to be in casinos when I would go to slot machines that she would jinx me because I'd always hit thousand dollar hits. Boom. Every time. Put a hundred dollars in, boom, thousand dollars. I'm and thinking... I'd cash out not a hundred thousand dollar cash outs. But now I've been betting in Florida, I've been betting elsewhere. And all I've done is lose, 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 no matter what, what, what. I'm and so I'm going to still blame negativity. you, Robin. You're the original mush. I'm going to have to get the spell. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to a... I need... Uh, m- m- Miss Cleo's dead, right? Uh, I think so. I'm going to need somebody to come in here and... Uh, you know, Do like how, a sage? Yeah. Well, you get. Does anybody have a smudge pot? That's yeah. what they're called, yes. right? You get a handful of sage, and then you come in, and then you have to cleanse the room like they do in the paranormal yes. shows. Yes, yes, Right? Does that make us a religious cult? Because you know, it's not a religious thing, is it? Sage and the... Clearing the bad juju? Ba- yeah, the ba- not Juju Smith-Schuster. No, no. He's, he's clearing his own problems. But anyway... Or Juju Gotti, a good friend of the oh, show. Oh, absolutely, from the Dan Levitard show. So the 9-3 and three Miami Dolphins. No Tyreek, no chance. But they did have a chance. The Tennessee Titans pretty much gave them the chance to win the game. They, got, they turned it over twice inside their own five. They were up 13. I didn't take the 15. I didn't bet on that part. I just picked the Dolphins to win and a couple of anytime touchdowns, 
and none of that stuff cashed. So Tyreek Hill goes down, and you can hear the air coming out of Hard Rock Stadium. And a lot of it was women's. You know, sometimes their, their implants don't hold up well, and they got to get them pumped up, or their faces started going lower, and they have to go get in and get the Botox to fill the spots today. The Dolphins not only looked terrible, and not only did Tua look terrible, they had a 15-point lead in the final two minutes and 40 seconds of the game. And if you saw it, to a team that was 4-8, and eight, the Tennessee Titans, with a rookie quarterback, and they lose the game. And now we'd like to thank, just like I thank the Philadelphia Eagles for their attempts to become the number one seed in the entire NFC, the Miami Dolphins. There is no way. And this, I'm not jinxing them. I don't hate the Dolphins. Sometimes the Dolphins make me cry. But you tell me out there, Dolphin fans, even with Tyreek Hill back, and I hope he comes back, how are they going to finish as the number one seed when you look at their remaining schedule? They have the New York Jets next at home. They should beat the Jets. But you know the Jets and Dolphins always play tough games, especially with the resurgence of the New York Jets offense, dropping 30 last week. Then, say they beat the Jets at home. They got their 10th win. They'll be in the playoffs. Then they have to go to Dallas to play the Cowboys in Dallas, who presumably will probably have a playoff spot clinched, but the Dallas Cowboys are still playing for the division and for the number one seed in the NFC. So they're not going to lay down at Dallas. And, uh, and if the Dolphins go in and beat Dallas in Dallas, I'll crown their asses. Then, if that's not bad enough, Dolphin fans, then they have to go to Baltimore against the Ravens and then finally at home against the Buffalo Bills and the Bills may be out of it by then, but the Bills are playing better now. And so that's a pretty tough schedule down the stretch. And I'll say this about the Philadelphia Eagles. And everybody say, well, you know, they still have an easy schedule down the stretch. No, they don't. Did you watch the Giants game last night, Robin? Yes. Well, you weren't watching it. I was. Well, no, I was watching it as well. The Giants last night. Tommy DeVito. And I've been telling you about Tommy. I told Phil Sims about Tommy DeVito a month ago. I said, don't sleep on this guy. Just because the Giants were afraid to have him throw the football when they threw him out there after their quarterback, by the way, who got hurt and had not won a Monday night game ever, what does Tommy DeVito do in his first shot on Monday night football in New York, right in the shadows of where he grew up, where he played football as a kid? This is There should be a movie script being written right now about Tommy DeVito. We should get Vince Papali back on. Vince could write the script for the Tommy DeVito story. Now, I know I'm maybe a little, but you watch this kid play. You watch his family. That's incredible what this kid did last night. And he had no, there was no way he's going to come back and win that game. With a little bit of time left on the clock, no timeouts, and he marched down the field, made some unbelievable dime throws. And even Saquon Barkley was interested, even though he almost cost him the game by fumbling. Tommy DeVito, ladies and gentlemen, he is the real deal. And if he had his own team show, theme sh- uh, music, Robin, what yes. would it be? What would it be? Because there's a lot of good theme, you know, and I'm not a big mob movie guy. How about this one right now? This is a good, this is a good one because this was from Casino. And let's be honest, Robin, when you think of Tommy DeVito... I have a Spotify account. Now I have to log in? I'm trying to pull this from the internet. Find your nobody till somebody loves you. 
which was used in the movie Casino, which had a great soundtrack, even Actually, though... Actually, you know... I do have an account. I'm logging in. You know which song that I thought of? I'm not going to play the the Sopranos movie no, no. or the Godfather or any of those other tired mob movie meme shit. I want to play something fresh because as Tommy DeVito is finding out with his family's love around him, his mother and father are there, his agent, his agent's there, his agent who looked like he was mob, but he's not. He's just another guy who dresses really well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these, this, these, this family has talent. These aren't the Schifozo Jersey Shore Boutons. Get money, oh, well, yo. Yeah, well, that's, oh, man, what's up, brother? That's a Philly God, brother. But he's not real. He's not mob. He's not. Give you a call back in a little bit. He's not even Italian. East Coast, Philadelphia. And I love, I love and me the Philly God, In the streets is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing. As much cool. as I love and I my dad's the Philly Godfather, you can't compare him to, you know, to, to Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito is like 22 years old. Well, that's you. Here we go. This is the song I wanted to hear, yeah. Come on, Tommy. Tommy Cutlets, as we call him now. Tell me there should not be a movie. Listen, there's a lot of mob movies that are made that are fake. This is a real story here. This is a Cinderella story. This is a uh, a mozzarella story. This is a Monogali story. This is a rice ball story. But it's not a grease ball story. And you see the kid. See how he comports himself? He's a good family, man. He still goes home. Family's up there going crazy up there in North Jersey. Yeah, nobody. All right, everybody, now come on. Tommy, this one's for you, brother. Tell your mom, you know, people are criticizing him. Say, wait a minute, he's a real Italian. They're not making chicken cutlets, they're making veal cutlets. Not so fast, my friend. Back in the day, my mom used to make chicken cutlets and then realized they cost like $50 a pound even back in the day. And they, you know, they were stringy sometimes. The thing about a chicken, I think the chicken cutlet has now replaced the veal cutlet, especially for people who don't like veal because of what they do. Well, veal tastes fantastic, but it's a horrific But way. not in a cutlet. The nice, yeah. big, thick veal chop every once in a while. You mix in a veal chop if it's prepared well. Veal cutlets, old school. Chicken cutlets, the real deal. Did you see the spread they put out in the parking lot yesterday at the MetLife Stadium before? They had 300 cutlets. They had all, all the paisanos out there bringing Italian back to North Jersey. I'm not talking about the mob Italians. I'm talking about the real Italians. People who make food, eat together, drink together, and enjoy life together. Right? Oh, no, I don't have to play this one. But, you know, this is a good song, too, Robin. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I love you, Tommy, but I do, even though I'm an Eagles fan. And I'm trying, I'm sending out the warning right now to Eagles fans. All you people who think, oh, the Eagles have an easy schedule. They're going to go to Seattle on Monday Night Football, where they're actually favored over Seattle by four and a half points on the opening line. You think they're going to walk into Seattle where they have never beaten Pete Carroll and go in there and win the way they're playing? And then they got the New York Giants, not once, but twice in two of their last three games. 
You think the Eagles are going to sweep Tommy DeVito and that young New York Giants defense, a team that's feeling it right now, a man that has cutlets brought to the stadium? What do they bring into the stadium in Philly? Houdagin? Bad cheesesteaks? Cold cuts? No, you got to bring the hot stuff. Give me the meatballs. Give me the chicken cutlets. Give me some... Uh, what else do I love? Uh, tortellini. And you put the... And, you, and now that it's getting colder up north, mm-hmm. you got to have the you gotta have this sterno underneath. Yeah. you got to keep that shit hot. I heard Joe Buck talking about cold meatballs brought up to the booth. Yeah. Can you believe those sons of bitches? And I love Troy Aikman, and I love Joe Buck and know them personally. But they were complaining, complaining about eating cold meatballs at halftime up there in that stadium in New, in New Jersey. And I don't blame them. Cold meatballs are not good on a cold night. Disgusting. Miserable night. Disgusting. I don't like cold meatballs anytime. And there are people who wake up and eat cold meatballs, cold pizza, cold anything. Not me. You better have make... If you give me a cold meatball, Robin, I will go absolutely ballistic. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I know. <laughs> you give me a cold chicken cutlet. Now, a warm chicken cutlet's okay. But now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, you heard it here. I'm going to say mark the tape. This time, Robin, I want you to mark the tape because you never do every time I ask you to. It is 3.28 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, 3.28. So now I'll make it easier to find it. Wait a minute. There's more good mob stuff. Oh, yeah. This is, ha- this is what happens when somebody insists. No, no. This is, this is another good one right here. Come on, Robin. These are good tunes right now. Okay, mark the tape. I'm ready. <laughs> what day is it today? It's it's December 12th, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants will beat the Philadelphia Eagles at least one out of the two games they play. Mark it down. Lock it in. And the Eagles will lose in Seattle this week because the Eagles have to prove to me First of all, they haven't beaten the Seattle Seahawks. And another interesting stat in that rivalry, it's not a rivalry, they don't play that often, but there's only one team in the NFL, in the NFC, the National Football Conference, that Jalen Hurts has yet to beat. You know who that is? Who's the that? Seattle Seahawks. And they don't play them that much, so that's not a knock on Jalen Hurts. But the fact that Jalen Hurts has beaten every single other team in the National Football Conference already this early in his career that's pretty impressive for a young man. But so far, they haven't been impressive lately. And they go to Seattle, which will be the final game of this upcoming Week 15. We got three games. We got a Thursday night game in Vegas now with the Chargers. Underdogs at Vegas. And the big story, Justin Herbert, it's official now. He had surgery on his right index finger. And he is done for the rest of the season. And the Chargers have been done pretty much for most of this season. Your L.A. Chargers, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to thank them officially, even though they're still mathematically alive. Because 30 of the 32 teams, Robin, that are playing already, still week 15, 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL are still alive for a potential playoff spot. How crazy is that? All these 6-7 and seven teams and 7-6 and sixes teams, 24 of the teams are either in playoff content, content, contention or within a game of a playoff spot. So 30 teams are still alive at this juncture of the year. That's amazing when you think, is that parody or is that a parody 
of what football used to be, Robin. You make the call. I'm not sure. Shall we go to the break? Yes. We'll I'll play a little Christmas song. I'm I'll playing just, some nice Nat King call. I'm just going to use this music to go out on. Yeah, go out to it. I won't care if I can be here. On the streets of New Jersey where you live. Tommy DeVito, baby. Let me be. On the street. On the street. Where you live, baby. Where you
to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. That, that's a bizarre transition. Well, not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, Tua slipped and slid last night for your Miami Dolphins. Down there, knocking on the door, takes another sack, five sacks. And the Dolphins, when Tua gets sacked, the Dolphins don't win. And when Tyreek Hill doesn't play, the Dolphins don't win. And so, they, you know, hopefully Tyreek's uh, – listen, nobody loves Tyreek Hill the cheetah more than I do. He's the most exciting player in football. And he gets hurt last night, and it hurt him. But the one thing about uh, last night's game with the Giants and the Tommy DeVito, you know, somebody called this many, many years ago, Robin. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yes. And, you know, we always talk about Nostradamus yes. and all of his, uh, what were they called? Uh, uh, the quatrains. I believe you're right. That's not a new high-speed no. uh, line in California in the middle of nowhere that's already spent billions of dollars and still isn't under construction yet, but it's going to be built, uh, obviously, in the next couple of years even though they've been working on a train there for how long? Not the choo-choo train. That actually works. But it was a wise man many, many years ago, Robin, mm-hmm. who looked into his crystal ball when he was a janitor working at McDonald's, and he saw the light. He knew that on this particular day, in December of 2023, not Nostradamus, we're talking about a man that everybody knows. A man that made the absolute brilliant, brilliant deduction of what happened. And this has gone back like 20 years. I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big age. It was a most ripping victory. <laughs> Sir, I was wondering. That's beautiful. That's from Coming to America, yeah. one of the great. And they did a remake of that a couple yeah, years ago, the right? The remake wasn't as It was good. all right. It wasn't it was, bad. It wasn't horrible, but it, it wasn't, wasn't a remake. It was a continuation. Yes. But a remake is when they take the original movie and then ruin it. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, but sort of like what Disney does with everything they touch right now. Definitely missing something on the on the type on the Coming to America 2. No, I was I liked it. Coming back to America. Well, once you leave, you do come back, actually. Even if you don't live here, you keep coming in, and it doesn't matter. By the way, congratulations to Vladimir Volodymyr Zelensky, who flew all the way in from Ukraine just to beg for another $200 million. And guess what? We gave it to him. When I say we, I mean the taxpayers. When is enough enough, Robin? And speaking of that, and I, you know, I don't like to do... Because this isn't political stuff. This affects everybody. Right. It doesn't matter. This we, is who everybody's daily life. Exactly right. What we're making here today, some of that's gone to Vladimir Volodymyr Zelensky. Why don't they just sit down and, and negotiate and end this damn thing? Because they don't want to. Because war yeah. is big money. It's profitable. And you know good and well that there are a lot of Americans that are in politics specifically that are making a lot of of money. Exactly. And even I, world. tempted by money to help finish building my final home, my final resting place. In fact, I will have a in the backyard. Are we just going to build the I'm, I'm, Yes, I'm going to build the crypt. No, I'm going to build a concrete crypt in the back. Okay. 
because I can do concrete work. Yes. I'll get the forms. You and I will go to the Home Depot or Lowe's, and we'll get the pre-mixed, and we'll get the bags. We'll get the bags. And then I'll rent one of those little mixers, you know, that you can mm-hmm. rent. I'm not going to buy one because I don't need it that much. And then I'm going to pour the tomb. And then you and I will be buried in there together, right? And then when our cats die, they will be in there. And then it'll start growing. And it'll be like a pyramid. I may make a pyramid in the backyard overlooking the beautiful Cape Coral, Matt Lachey Wildlife Preserve. And then when the bunker jump up and the dolphins and all the manatees make their way up the canal. Oh, that's nice. They will pull in front. And then like Flipper did back in the show, he would come up and start flapping his wings. Wings? Well, you know, flapping his fins. He would go up there. Just like the dolphins did, but they weren't, they weren't really, the dolphins weren't very active last night. But the dolphins, when they come up and see the Bruno Pyramid in the backyard in southwest Cape Coral. Oh, it's going to be a pyramid crypt. You got to start on, you go underground though. Okay. But you know, because of the, you know, because we're right on the water table right there. Mm -hmm. I don't want the bodies to float like they do in New Orleans when rain comes, you know, and that's why they have to bury all those graves are above ground in New Orleans, you know that. And there have been floods where coffins have been riding down Bourbon Street, and while they were riding down Bourbon Street in the rain, they stopped and got a big-ass beer right there on Bourbon Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's actually, I didn't, I had not known that until I went to um, New Orleans and they said that the above ground crypts and everything is above ground so that, and and they're all cemented in so that the caskets cannot rise. And that's what it will be for me, Robin. Cannot rise And then we'll have, you know, for a slight donation, we'll have, I'll put an eternal light in there too. Okay. You know, like the Hanukkah, you have the oil keeps burning. And they can like light incense and a candle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's very nice. And then maybe I'll, when we make the deck, maybe I'll have people walk out and there'll be like a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a shrine because that's too pretentious. Uh, <laughs> what the hell have you been talking about? Light, light a candle. Light a candle in memory of, of Tony Bruno and the Tony Bruno. The Tony, Tony Bruno Sports Network will live beyond Tony Bruno. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with Joe Quills here. <laughs> what, what it seems saying? like a pyramid scheme to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! What a that is so so good. Joe. He's quick. He's quick. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Actually, it should be like a Jenga thing. And so we make the pyramid, but then you can take blocks out. And then if you take the right blocks out, there'll be a special Tony Bruno Sports Network T-shirt that comes out if you pull the right one out, like Jenga. But what if what if it all collapses? No, you can't. You can't. Only can pull one, and then you have to put it back in. Oh. Okay. It's not. It's not like the real Jenga where you keep taking them out and you hope the thing. This is going to be concrete, concrete bricks in there. I'm. I'm thinking this sounds really complicated. No, it'll be easy, Robin. Trust me. Once we get it started, once we get the foundation laid, and I get the permit from the city of Cape Coral, then we can we can maybe build that before the damn house is built. How about that, Robin? Mm-hmm. That'd be a good way to start. Then I could put a temporary boat dock out there and then sit out there building it every day and then come in to do the show in the afternoon. How does that sound right now? Sounds lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look so much forward to <laughs> looking out of that every day. <laughs> Maybe we should put the pyramid on the dock out there at the finger. Ooh, how about if it's on a floating dock and then that way oh. I can let it float away and I can And I then can I'll wind up, up in, the, in the weeds somewhere yeah. and then somebody will pick me up on Christmas Eve and I'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes 
And then the three people on horses that ride through the area up there in Northwest Cape Coral will come through bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Remember, this wasn't supposed to be a shrine. (laughs) It's not a shrine. It's just people see my, 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 what is it called? A pier? No, pyre. Pyre. My funeral, but that's the one you burn. That's yeah. the one you light up at the end. No, we're not going to do that. You don't want to go up in flames. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> this show's going up in flames <laughs> today, but I don't want to. I don't want to go that way. What do I look like, a witch to you? Come on, Robin. Or Vikings did that too. I know the Vikings did. And now they, you know, now they got another big game this weekend. I don't know if they'll be able to make it again. They're playing on one of those three Saturday games. In fact, it's the first game on Saturday's triple header in the National Football League. You got Minnesota at Cincinnati with the upstart Vikings. Then you got Indianapolis and Pittsburgh in the middle game. And then, of course, at 8.15, Saturday night football in prime time. Your Detroit Lions against the Denver. That's going to be the game of the day. Because Denver's playing well. Detroit's leaking a little bit. So we got a lot of football to talk about. And I mentioned another lost season for the Chargers as Justin Herbert's out for the year. And the Baltimore Ravens today signed quarterback Malik Cunningham off the New England Patriots practice squad. And you may remember that name because at Louisville, back in 2017, Lamar Jackson and Malik Cunningham were teammates for one year at the university. Mm-hmm. Then the Patriots took him and let him sit up there and rot for whatever reason. Well, they got all these other Stu Nods playing quarterback. So a- as a favor, this is what uh, Bill Belichick did. For Malik Cunningham, he knows. And why do I keep hearing that? That is, that is. Is that me or you? No, that's the text line coming in. Now the text line makes a sound. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to fix it. Oh, okay, but I did make a sound. I'm not yes. hearing things, right? And I I let it go do that on purpose just to see okay. if I'm now muting it one way or not. Just checking, Robin. Just checking. Um. So anyway, Malik Cunningham goes to Baltimore, and. Obviously, I don't think he's going to start. I don't know where he sits there. But you know what? They're doing him a favor. He gets to go play for a team that's definitely going to be in the playoffs and definitely one of the better teams in the AFC. So that's the uh, the one practice squad signee of the day. As far as college football, I don't have enough time in the show to actually run down the number of players who are leaving hourly from their school. I mean, the college football bowl season will be an absolute joke. Because all of these teams, even the big-time programs, Ohio State and all these other teams who are playing in big bowl games, you won't be able to tell who's playing. How you're gonna, They're going to have to change the lines every day on those bowl games because a lot of the star players on these teams are in the transfer portal, transfer portal or they're going and turning pro, and that's their right. But that's going to that's gonna turn this college football bowl season, which I already – determined is unwatchable, meaningless games on Christmas week to even more unwatchable Christmas games, except for, you know, the the gambling degenerates sitting at home. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's get it back to the show here, Robin. Well, the show's continuing. Has it stopped? No. And by the way, it's time now for the NBA. And I, I know our buddy Steve in Detroit, big fan of the show, listens all the time, checks in. Steve is one of those die-hard Detroit fans. But I believe even the people in Detroit are ready to rise up here in this holiday season and march down there and demand and try to figure out what the hell is going on with your Detroit Pistons. It's, they're not, it's not like they're a team that doesn't have any talent. They have now lost 20 consecutive games 
You know, even the 76ers during their tank season didn't lose 20 in a row. What is going on in Detroit? Where's Dr. Detroit when we need him most? Should I play some more mob movie classics, Robin? I don't think so. Why not? <laughs> I think we're fine with mob movie classics. They're all great songs, Robin. Better than the songs you play coming out of break, with all due respect. Well, okay. You have me there. Okay. But you hear the great songs. But one more. I'm going to play one more for my boy, okay. Tommy DeVito. Because, you know, I, I can smell the chicken cutlets now. And let's be honest, Robin. When anybody makes chicken cutlets, you got to get the nice thin ones, though. Even a thick one, though. And then you make chicken parm. That's the thing. Chicken, chicken cutlets palm, may be so good. chicken cutlets may be the most diversified meal you can make. A chicken cutlet, period. Because you can use it so many ways. You can make the thin ones. You can make the thick ones. Then you can make the chicken parm, the chicken cutlets. There's so much you can do with chicken, Robin. So much you can do. You follow me right now? I am following you. But there's one more song I want to play. For Tommy DeVito, before we put the Tommy DeVito topic to bed right now. And uh, I gave you good ones, right? Mm -hmm. I gave you... uh, The Los Angeles Lakers will, in fact, raise a banner at their uh, crypto, cryptic.com, Staples Center, formerly Staples, formerly Nunzio's, because they won the very first ever in-season tournament. So they will raise a banner before next Monday's game, December 18th, against the New York Knicks. And that's not going to be a championship banner because they realize, you know, they have 17 banners up there and to put this new in-season tournament thing. So they're going to have one of those banners, and you've seen them in a lot of buildings where there's a lot of championships. They have a separate banner, and then it has date. You can add a year to it. For example, some teams have won so many championships, they have to add, you know, like, conference championships, years 05, 06, 07, 08, and then they have the add a little block to it inside the actual banner. Within the banner, they add the years of championships. But because, you know, th- th- this it's only a big deal, not because the Lakers want it. I'm sure if the Indiana Pacers wanted it or whoever, they would have some sort of recognition. So it's not going to be like a championship banner. It's going to be shaped differently, and it's going to be different than the championship banners. Different shape, different color, but they will put down, because it's the first ever, that the Lakers won the first ever in-season tournament, but it will leave openings in case the Lakers win more in-season tournaments in the years ahead. So I don't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with them not putting a banner up, because I don't tell people what to do, except Robin when it comes to audio and me controlling my own volume. You follow me, Robin? Do I tell you what to do with anything else on this network? Do I tell you, do I not give you the utmost of credit Absolutely. And bow and kneel before you. And by the way, I'm Zod, and I'm the one you should be kneeling before. With all this Tommy DeVito love, Tony's going to ask for the next grandson to be named Thomas DeVito Bruno. Well, you know, I got a little Dominic Vincent Bruno. I got a little... uh, 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 Now, Dean is saying, I say you put a disco floor like the one in Saturday Night Fever so Robin can dance on it. Oh, you mean in the pyramid that I'm going to build out on the lot? Yeah. So I can dance on your grave? Oh, ah. I get it, Dean. Yeah. Real. <laughs> I'm good with that. Let me say something to you, Dean. 
It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Exactly. And by the way, who told you to take the Giants last night, Mr. Monday Night, when he unsheathed it? Who told you to stay away from the totals in both games? Did Dean tell you that? I don't think so. And I suggested that if I were going to bet the game, that I would lay the 14 and a half on the Miami Dolphins, not knowing that obviously Tyreek Hill was going to go down. So that was a loss. So I was one and one last night for whatever that means. You know what I'm saying, Robin? Mm-hmm. Coming up, when we take our break for the top of the hour, we've got more stuff coming up. I mentioned the great Ian Eagle. Plus, we have an Al Michaels update. There's some hate, hate going on in broadcast television when it comes to NFL games. Al Michaels being shut out of playoff football no. on NBC. Yes, because Prime Video, you know, Al does the Prime Video Thursday night games. But, you know, he's no longer at NBC after he left and went to Prime. And then, of course, Mike Tirico, who we had on last week, is now the voice of NBC Sports with Chris Collingsworth. So they're going to continue doing games. But there's, there's going to be a, uh, a Peacock game coming up on a Saturday. And that's going to be on Peacock only, not over the air NBC. And so now Al Michaels, who inc- incidentally criticized the Taylor Swift thing. When, when he did a game where the Kansas City Chiefs were playing on a Thursday night, he made a statement, and I'm sure that did not, that not, did not sit well with the executives at NBC and everybody else whose job it is to absolutely make sure that all they do is talk about Taylor Swift every single time. So on one of the games, he, he, i got to get the exact quote, and I'll continue the story next hour. But uh, he basically said, you know, I'm not, this is a sideshow. He basically called the Taylor Swift attention of showing her up in the box all the time a sideshow, and I'm here to do a football game. And you know that in NBC's mind, they did not want to hear that. They love this whole Taylor Swift stuff because it gets the non-football oh, fans, yeah. you know, and the and the tweens out there. But it is so freaking old, like just what is stop old? It. No, but that's constant. But, but you know what it is, Robin? It's called it's called cross promotion. They know they get all the airhead Swifties out there, and I'm including the adults too, not the young tweens, because that's oh, who they're supposed to. But there's a lot of adults too who are Swift, and I, I don't care. You can love her to death. You can do whatever you want. But to punish Al Michaels? Now, listen, I've criticized Al because I don't think he has his fastball anymore. You know, it's obvious on some of the games because he's got turkey games to call that he knows, you know, he's near the end and he could quit any time. He doesn't need the money. But they're throwing money at him to do football games. And a lot of those games, Al doesn't sound like he really wants to be there. But neither do the people sitting at home watching it. And that's the difference. As much as I love Al and I've known him and I've worked with him in the Madden games and everything else, he's one of the all-time, all-time greatest broadcasters, period. But now they're shutting him out of one of the playoff games because of what he said about Taylor Swift? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. We're coming right back. Hour number two, as they say in Sports Talk Radio. And the great Iron Eagle still ahead.
humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild, wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting, and now it's here. TBSN, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Make some noise. Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10, and then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon, and then the man himself, Tony Bruno, and the Tony Bruno Show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8, and we've got more to come. The Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on. T-B-S-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wait a minute, the One Love song is still playing? I'm ready to go to Jamaica about now. Come back next year sometime. No, I can't do that. It sounds a little low now, Robin. Can you turn that up a little bit? Because I love that song. Be all right. 
That song is used in more commercials. It's used for Air Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. All of these resorts in Jamaica, smoking weed in Jamaica, uh, trying to keep horny guys trying to sell you weed on the beach while your wife or girlfriend or both are there on the beach. They play that when that when these guys come up to you in Jamaica. Correct. Well, I've actually never been to Jamaica, so I wouldn't know. I love Jamaica. But the natives are restless there, Robin. Especially if you're on the beach, they come up to you. And again, I, I had my hair braided in Jamaica. When I had long hair, I went on vacation there once. And they come up, and the lovely young ladies come up, and they mm-hmm. put... And I actually had beads in my hair, and then went on ESPN2 with the beads in them on ESPN2 when I was doing the sports night show. There's video of it somewhere. I got multiple beads. And you know me, I like to take advantage. I, I've done nude beaches you know, back when I was still, and I, although right now I probably, if I went to a nude beach, I wouldn't be the most pathetic body on there for an older dude. You know what I'm saying? No, most nude beaches have pretty much everybody on there. Uh, you don't want to see. They should not be naked. Even the ones in France, even the ones in Nice, you go there, oh, yeah, there's a couple of hot to- topless chicks, but you're laying on, on, on boulders. The beach at Nice, France, unless they put sand on it recently, is nothing but boulders, and the beach is like five feet wide. But because it's Nice, and it's the south of France, and it's where all the rich bitches go. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, now I know people are ripping me on the, on, the, uh, on the text. Can you read some of the text, Robin? Not from Dean. I want him banned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ban Dean from the text board. No, he can text whatever he wants. What do I look like, Harvard? Everybody has free speech here, Robin. Everybody. And everybody must eat, too, as the great meatball once said. Uh, the, yeah, the <laughs> By the way, the 76ers are playing the Detroit Pistons tonight in, in the association, as they used to say, which is not hip anymore. You notice uh, all the talking heads on TV, sportscast, and, hey, in the association, you know, the NBA, the National Basketball Association, Robert? I'm going to do the show in hushed tones the rest of the day. I'm going to try to make it sound like... Uh, I need some, back in the old days, the DJs would have like, uh, it would sound like ring, uh, keys that they would jangle, jangle, Uh uh and they'd play it in the background, you know, sort of like, sort of like Pharrell would play the, you know, heavy metal in the background. chimes. Chimes, yeah. Chimes. I think I have some chimes. Can you find some chimes? I'm going to have to go into a, I mentioned earlier we needed to have a smudge pot in here. Is that it? No, it has to be continuous. It's not just a quick little, what do you call that? A swipe? A swipe? I don't have those then. We have to look up chimes, Robin. We should bring wind chimes right out in front because it gets windy here. Yeah. And I love the sound of wind chimes. You know what I'm saying? Pete, so Pete is, that was Pete calling on... Um, Pete Shepard? Uh, Pete Shepard was asking if Ian was coming on um, on the studio phone or my phone. Pete, hey, if you're there, can you call and we're going to test this damn phone line. I we're going to do a live it. test on the air? I'm going to get this damn thing working if it kills me. I got to ask Pete, who does he like? Celtics? 12-point favorites over the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight up in Boston. How about the Lakers? They're not hanging the trophy up tonight because they're in Detroit. They're in Dallas to play the Mavericks tonight. The Nuggets at the Bulls. Bulls seven-point dogs at home. Mavericks four-point dogs at home to the Lakers. And the Phoenix Suns. And one thing about the Golden State Warriors and their coach, Steve Kerr, he does not like going into Phoenix, into that building, Robin. You know why? 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 Because they play techno. 
and they got a DJ in there. Now all these NBA arenas now have DJs. Right, right. There's DJs at there's DJs at funerals now. And so <laughs> the last time he was in there, he was really, really pissed off at the Phoenix Suns DJ because he says it's hard for the players to hear when they're cranking this music out up. And you know, and that's what they like to do in NBA arenas. But once the play starts, it has to stop. And that's what it does because that's what they're supposed to do. But for, but for Steve Kerr, who I love and I've known a long, long time, getting a little testy right now because his team, let's be honest, they're not the same team they were. They're still a good team, but they're no longer a great team. And so I get it. You know, you're, uh, you're going on the road. And by the way, the Warriors are only one-point underdogs to the Phoenix Suns. Maybe they have to crank the techno up even louder tonight out there. At that, and, I, and the reason I have an affinity for not the Phoenix Suns per se, but for that building where they play, Robin, because they found my wallet in there after one of the parties last year for, at the Super Bowl, remember? I we do. had the media party in that building. And then I lost my wallet and left it upstairs up in the upper luxury box where they had the after party. And then after the party, it was the hotel lobby. And then we went back there and continued. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him in. The man who is locked and loaded. He was the man who said the Miami Dolphins are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. The great Pete Shepard. Pete, how are you, man? I'm good. How's everything? It sounds great. you guys can hear me. I can hear you a lot. Can, can you hear us? Okay, we can hear, hear you. you it's going I through the Roland. Fine. Let's see if everybody else can hear you. Can you hear Pete now? Ugh, please Link three us... times if you can he- hear Pete. Sure. Pete, I picked up from you right. today. I was so frustrated listening as you were having trouble. So it started me on the wrong track. And then I came in here, and I didn't have my baseball bat, or I would—I I was only gonna—I was gonna—I was ready to bust stuff up in the condo today when I was home listening, because you know, hearing stuff go wrong on the network, it—you know—it it hurts me and it hurts Robin, especially because Robin does most of the work on all this technical stuff, you know. But that I—I I, it hurts me too to hear you have guests on that can't come on, so. Robin's been trying to figure this out. She's called the phone company. We know it's not the phone. And, and what, what tipped her off last night, Pete, was that on last night's Bleacher Brothers debut show, they had the same problems, and they're doing it from the east coast of Florida. So they're not using our phone system. So it's got to be something in the actual roadcaster system, the, well, the device that we use uh, to put well, the phone calls through. Well, I'm hearing a lot of bling, bling. I think that means the fries are ready. The fries are ready now. And uh, <laughs> well, the, the the Darth Vader thing is an easy fix. You just shut. You got uh, my advice to everybody for right now outside of the studio is mm-hmm. to shut your phone off and turn it back on every half hour. And it's a pain in the butt a little bit, but that will make the Darth Vader sound go away. That I definitely know. Um, yeah, but this morning that. when there you was, were trying to get morning, guests, there wasn't yeah. any Darth Vader sound. There was just no sound. Couldn't get anybody. My first two people that came on were fine. Yeah, it's weird. And then all of a sudden at eight o'clock, it it, it went to shit for whatever reason. And uh, that's why I played my Gordon Ramsay outtakes because it, it represents uh, <laughs> all, all the frustration that I had. I'd rather have him here because he's kind of funny doing it. Yeah, but I was trying to figure go, out like, what you had. Young Rocky, you know, <laughs> when uh, he's the first Rocky, he was pissed at Adrian. Remember, he was drunk and mm. he took the baseball bat and started smashing all this the trinkets in the living room. This is clearly not going to be the option because the all of ding, the notifications are coming through. Oh wait, I wonder if I change. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to do. Do ooh, not disturb ooh, on. Ooh, ooh. 
Ooh, can we still hear am you? I coming, am I coming through? Yeah, you're loud yeah, and you, clear, You're Pete. loud and clear. Got, can the people hear him on the text lines? That's what I want to know. Uh, on the app. People can hear me on the app. That's the most important thing, right? Yes, and I just, I, they can. They are, Beautiful, man. We have man. confirmation that people can hear you. Yay. Yay. I can hear it's, Hey, that's fantastic. So what happened? Did you just uh, put this thing into that thing? And it's a Gaframistan. <laughs> then you got to raise it a couple of RCHs. Then you got to take the Gaframistan and put it inside the uh, who's going to watch it thingy. And then you have to have Tyreek <laughs> Hill come in and run onto the field and then get the whole show started once again like he tried to do last night. And unfortunately, what an effort. You know, he got a text from his wife. During the game, saw, yeah. and she called him to go back today. into the game. Yeah. <laughs> she must have had him in a parlay too. I mean, that's another thing. <laughs> I told, I said this story earlier, Pete. I had, I had Christian McCaffrey in my Forty Nine er parlay. That was the only thing that didn't hit. One of the absolute, no doubt about it, locks every single week. Right when you're doing a parlay in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Last night I had yeah. Tyreek Hill with an anytime touchdown. He gets hurt. I thought he was going to score when he got down to the two yard line, and then that was over. And then I don't root against teams who hurt me because I didn't pick the Dolphins or I didn't touch the point spread but uh, I, you know I feel bad because Tyreek Hill is the is he is the actual engine that makes that offense work is there is talk about MVP races is there a guy more important to his team and how they move around and get stuff done than Tyreek Hill is to the Miami Dolphins no other than quarterback no it's almost like Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ohio State you know he's probably the most important player on that team that's why he's a Heisman Trophy finalist and the quarterback wasn't so yeah, no, it's an excellent, it's a, it's an excellent point. I didn't touch the Miami game last night at all. I just, I just had the Giants. I got off the Schneider a little bit for my one and four Sunday. So I just had the Giants Packers over thirty seven. So I was, uh, I was happy with. It. I played all the, uh, the Tommy DeVito stuff is oh. absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I, I played all the cuts this morning from. I heard it. I was um, listening at home, Pete, and it was phenomenal. I mean, all this stuff. And then there, you know, there's a lot of anti-Italian American sentiment there. And I'm not. You and I are oh. fellow Italians. I'm not going to stand for this shit. We're going to have to get up. We're going to have to get baseball bats. We're going to have to get those fedoras. I'm going to have to wear my black suit. I'm going to have to get the chain on. And just like his agent, who they were disrespecting last night, on all those times, the Manning brothers, those two, those two, uh, what are we, what are we going to call them? Then? Where are they? Waspy fucks. Yeah, well, I'm a waspy fucks. <laughs> I saw them opening uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Hertz Arena for uh, the uh, uh, We Need Oil. Because apparently now I read also that uh, Hanukkah is about uh, needing oil. I didn't know that. We need more oil. <laughs> drill, baby, drill. Well, is that how you get more oil if you run out of a Hanukkah oil in the yeah. menorah? <laughs> By the way, who uses oil in the menorahs anymore? A lot of people I know have electric ones. They just flip the damn button every night. Yeah, I see a lot of them. You see a lot of that in windows sometimes. In yeah. Houses. And I'm sure they have authentic ones that are not in the windows because, you know, you don't want lit candles near windows or curtains because that can be disastrous. You know, that's that's. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, Tony, last night, and I said it today, um, if a lot of other ethnic groups, if they made fun of uh, Italians like they did last night, people would have lost their minds. I wasn't I wasn't offended by it. No, I me the neither. The thing that offended me most. The, the stupidest thing that Peyton Manning said, he tried to make a Godfather reference, which is, goes right up my tuchus, uh, if you don't do it right. And he tried to compare um, Sean uh, Spoletta, the, the, uh, the agent. The agent, yeah, his, his agent. Yeah, he was the, the guy dressed in the black tried, suit and the hat and the yeah, fedora hat. Yeah, The guy that and looked like Rocky, he, a young yeah. Rocky. He, what happened? 
I said the guy that looked like a young Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah, my guy looked like a young Rocky in uh, in the first scene where he's collecting Picasso, or or even more so, looked more like a young Michael Corleone once he became a guy and took his fire memory. But he had a gray suit on with a hat instead of black. But that guy, but but Peyton Manning last night compared um, the agent to if you're gonna to Johnny Fontaine, which was uh, an Al Martino, a person that I've met in real life. Me too, another Philly guy, Al Martino. Yeah, yeah, and it's a horrible, horrible analogy. So it shows me what a jackass Peyton Manning really should is. We now, well, should we now call on, on awful, e- awful comparison? Should we call Johnny on Fontaine. ESPN to stop the Manning cast until <laughs> Peyton Manning issues an apology, goes up with Harvard with President Gay, who still keeps her job, and I think both she and Peyton Manning should both be fired today and never hired anywhere else except for State Farm and uh, whatever commercials he does and uh, selling Subway sandwiches with 62 other athletes who sell Subway sandwiches. If they ever made fun of, uh, if they had like Asian innuendos or African-American innuendos or anything like that, name a group, Muslims, I don't care what it is, all hell Irish, all hell, you know, uh, no, Italians and Irish, you can always make fun of them. Yeah, exactly. Cool. You know, and it's been that way for a long time. Well, one time. thing, though, the two people. Ethnic group, and if you put the, the, the innuendos that were coming out of their mouths, with, they couldn't help themselves. And it's and it wasn't even that funny. Exactly. It's so obvious stuff. You knew what they were going to say because, you know, you and I have heard that crap all our life. Your name ends in a volley, you're automatically in the mafia. Exactly. Um, which is only half right. But um, the uh, but 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 for the, you know it, I, I took it with a grain of salt. I kind of thought it was funny. But the but the outrage for me was when he tried to compare the agent to Johnny Fontaine. That is the worst analogy they could have made uh, right there. Not even close. See, I didn't even know Johnny Fontaine. I knew Al Martino in real life too, but I didn't know Johnny Fontaine because you know Pete. Even what? though I'm Italian, one of the, uh, I'm not a big mob movie guy. I like the music from the mob movies. I like some of the lines because there's great lines, you know, to take the cannoli and the whole thing. And then before the show, I was trying to find, you know, really good mob movie lines. But instead, I found mob movie songs. And I didn't want to play this, you know, the traditional Sopranos, uh, the Godfather theme. So I was doing other songs that were real hit songs in real life that they used in mob movies. Yeah, and uh, today, and I, I talked about it today too. Today is the anniversary of Frank Sinatra dying. Yes, and he would have been he would have been 108 years old today. And I don't know if you heard me this morning. Yes, I heard he, the whole thing when you went and saw his last show, uh, and it was yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, I saw his last show, and then and then, but but even after that, a couple of years, uh, about a year later, I saw Elton John at the uh, at the Garden in Boston, and it just happened to be on the night that he died. And he and the song "Blue Eyes" that he wrote before Frank died was a bit of tribute to him. Because they were they were close they were pretty good friends as far as I understand, and he dedicated that that song to him at the concert that night. Had a whole little Sinatra tribute thing and pictures. And when he sang the song, there wasn't a dry in the house. It just brought the house down. It was amazing. Yeah, I loved. I, I there was a couple of uh, Elton John songs that were ballads. But you're right, Blue Eyes, and he says, "Blue Eyes, Robin, can we find that? Blue I want to hear that's a great song." Baby's God. And it was, you know, it was, it was a, it was all about Frank. See, a lot of people didn't know that because he was old blue eyes. Yeah. But people didn't know that's who he was singing about. And probably today people don't know that when Elton John did blue eyes, another one of my favorite songs is the, the, uh, the something at the end of the street, the bar at the end of the street, remember, or the club at the end of the street. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Great song. Yep. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's get a little Elton John here now. 
What a well-produced song to listen to this, man. Yeah. Like a deep blue sea. Listen to how good this song sounds, man. On a blue, blue day. Blue day for the Dolphins, that's for sure today. You see the rest of that schedule? Wow. Blue eyes. Baby, sky. Blue eyes. When the morning comes, I'll be far away. And I say, Robin, do you like this song? I love this song. Blue eyes holding back the tears. Now, you said you saw Elton John like 11 times, I hear you, this morning. Pete? Is Pete gone? I don't know. I didn't hear him singing along. Pete, are you still there? I think he's gone. He may have broken up again. I was starting to break up there. That's a great song. That's that's one of the songs. You know, some of these older songs just sound so good. I mean, nowadays we have all the technology. When you think about some of those songs, and that's not ancient songs. That's what, 70s, early 80s, Elton John, when he did that? Blue Eyes? Um, that, oh God, I think that was late 70s. Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. I told you, I saw Elton John in 1969 at the Electric Factory in Philly when nobody knew who he was, and the only two songs he had was the Border song, and what was his second song? But nobody knew who Elton John was, and I was happy to be there, lucky to be at the Electric Factory. I was invited to that show. And I got to see Elton John early, early, early in his career when I had hair and he had hair too. It's unbelievable. We both had hair both back had in this, hair. back in 1969. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I had good hair too, Robin, back then, as you well know. But Pete, did Pete leave or did he hang up? I think I think he hung up. Pete, I needed to get more action. I need to know. I need NBA action. I didn't ask him whether the Celtics were going to win tonight and cover the twelve. I want to know whether the Phoenix Suns are going to be able to hold off the Warriors and crank up the techno in Arizona. I hear a phone ring again. I know. and I, uh, Is that Pete? Yes, it is, except... Why can't you answer it? Let's see if it, if it works. Because it's... I can't answer that phone now because I switched it over to something else. So let me dial him from the phone. Okay, I just need before. a couple more comments from Pete. This is important, Robin. I need to hit a parlay, damn it. I need to hit a damn NBA parlay. And there's a lot of games tonight. And they're screaming at me. Actually, there aren't. There's, uh, I was talking about the Sixers. They don't play till tomorrow night in Detroit. Uh, I didn't hang up. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe Robin hung up on oh, really? you. Really? Were you I, singing I along? Because I, I heard you singing yeah, a little I, bit. And then I, I was, was singing, singing along. along. Then I, I was singing along. And then uh, you, I could hear you guys fine. I could hear the song fine. But you guys couldn't hear me. What the hell is going on there? All, all of a sudden. So, so that well, can't happen either. The, the, the solution that I had is clearly not working. God ha- damn it. I hate to do it well, to the phone system, Pete. Wait, I'm not doing this to Robin. I'm doing it to the phone system. Yeah. Here it is. Yep. You have me off there, Robin? Nope. I don't hear it now. Then. 
Here I don't hear it either. Here it is. Yeah. <sighs> I've never seen anything like that. And I'm not blaming Robin. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming the yeah. phone. It's one of those great mysteries of life. We even have well, technical tech, people I, working I, I on it. Just, I, but I was just talking to you for like 10 minutes and it was fine. And all of a sudden, it, it, all of a sudden you couldn't hear me. I can hear you guys fine. I can hear the song fine. But then you guys couldn't hear me. You sure you didn't cut him off accidentally, right? positive. Yeah, it just happened. No, otherwise, because I can hear you fine. Like I am now. I can hear you guys fine. All right, let's get that back to more important stuff. Celtics, Cavaliers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these teams played last night, including your 76. I mean, a lot of these teams played last night. So um, I like the Suns tonight, even though they said KD was questionable. I, I've been doing some research, and people say he's playing. That's the only game I'm playing tonight um, in the NBA is that one. It's minus three. I'm not touching anything else. And the only, the only other game I like in college, which probably nobody cares about, but I'm telling you, it's probably going to be easy money. Um, Sam Houston State tonight. Sam Houston State, minus eight. What in the Sam Houston State's going yeah. on back there? Who are they playing tonight? Um, they are playing a team that they beat the last time they played them by 23 points. And it, it, I even forget who they're playing, to be honest with you. It's in my uh, phone. It doesn't matter. I forget. I, I did the research. Yeah, there's only – there's only well, there's a, Sam Houston minus eight. You got the Celtics, Cavaliers in Boston, Mavericks, Lakers in Dallas. You got the Bulls and Nuggets in Chicago – Nuggets favored by seven. The Lakers, Mavericks, and Dallas, I mentioned. And then uh, two other games, you've got Warriors and Suns, and then the Kings and Clippers tonight. But then I mentioned the other games are tomorrow night. The Wizards and Pelicans, and then the Detroit Pistons, will they snap their 20-game losing streak against the Philadelphia 76ers in Detroit tomorrow night, Pete? You make the call. i I got to look at the next time Detroit plays um, uh, San Antonio. Because San Antonio's lost, like, what, 17 out of 18 or 18 out of 19. So you got, like, a two-win team and a three-win team. So something's got to give when those two teams play, which is only twice a year. And you throw you out know. the record books. You throw out the <laughs> unsold programs. You 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 throw out the Popovich's microphone. When those two teams get together and there's nobody in the stands watching it, does it actually count as a game? That's what I want to know. <laughs> The NBA says yes. yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah. mentioned, I don't know if you saw it earlier, the, uh, the the Lakers will hang a smaller banner at Staples. I still call it Staples Center, not cryptic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be a small one because it is the first ever, and it's not going to be one of the championship banners. You know, like Boston has a gazillion of them. It's going to be a, yep. one little different-shaped one, and it's going to have open little boxes in it so they can put – like, you know, retired numbers. Some some teams have so many retired numbers, they have to put them in one banner and then put the numbers in there in boxes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, the Celtics have so many retired numbers. And a lot of them are deserving. Some of them, you know, sometimes if you just come in and say a prayer before every game, you get your number hung up. But, I mean, it's... Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, initially, because uh, my texter, one of them, our texters, uh, one of them, Gas Pump guys said, what do you think about the banner being held? I said, well, it's kind of lame, but now when you explain it like that, it's, it's a tiny thing. Just don't don't stick it up anywhere near the championship. No, they're not, they're, and they're not. And it, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand it. I mean, let's be honest. If the Indiana Pacers had found a way found a way to beat the Lakers, they would have a little banner up there in one of my favorite arenas. I mean, that arena in Indianapolis, that's an old school. They built it like the Palestra yeah. and the old school barns. That's awesome. I love that building. Yeah, but remember the old Market Square reader too? That was uh, yeah, absolutely. That, 
that that was cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, you know, I remember when the Patriots went seven. They put a banner up, at, you know, the next year, the Patriots seventeen and zero regular season, and um, or um, uh, sixteen and zero regular season, and people just went nuts and they took it down. It's like Scenario. no. Speaking of your that. Patriots, did you see what the Bill Belichick did today for one of the players on their roster on their practice squad? Yeah, and he and Malik Cunningham went to uh, the Ravens. Yeah, he went to the Ravens, and he and Lamar Jackson played one year at Louisville yeah. back in Louisville. 2017. And so yep. now he's not going to play there, is he? I mean, is he going to be the backup or the third string guy? I don't no, even know who well, their backup is. No, they were supposed to. He was supposed to be like a gimmick guy for the Patriots, uh, you know, because he was the last four weeks he was like on the team at kickoff, then he was on the practice squad, then he was on the team. And they were supposed to have like, you know, four or five plays for them, whether it be Wildcat or him kind of like, you know, kind of like a slat, what Slash used to do for the Steelers, that kind of thing. Yep. He was supposed to be involved in stuff like that. And, and they, they used him one time, but it was a shitty play. It was a bad snap or something, and they never used him again. So I, I, I think that he will have an impact on the Ravens. They'll, they'll find a way to get him in probably four or five, because he can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. He can, they were going to use him as a receiver. You know, you can do end arounds with him and stuff. So I, I think the Ravens, because I think the Ravens will find a way to get him in there. I was really disappointed. I actually thought he might start a game over Bailey Zappi uh, for the Patriots, but that never happened. Well, Zappi played light outs. I mean, look at the quarterbacks who have well, played light perhaps. outs in the last couple of days. I mean, you know, they had the uh, uh, Monday Night Football did a good thing where they played, you know, they showed uh, the two guys who played in the Palouse, Washington, were in Washington, you know, Washington, Washington State, and some of the guys. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, obviously Minshew, you know, played against who the hell's the other wa- the uh, the other guy that, that he was facing in the NFL. Two guys who played in that Pac-12 yeah. who are in the NFL's quarterbacks. But you look Browning, at the quarterback, yeah, Browning. Yeah, Browning. Yeah. That kid's good. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. I, I was joking about it the other day, Pete. I think I think this kid again. They have to keep him, and he's. I mean, if they don't make a movie about this kid, because you don't have to have an illustrious career to have a movie made. I mean, Rudy. He didn't have any career, and they made a movie about him. And it wasn't even <laughs> accurate, for God's sake. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. And then, no, I think, um, you know, I, I'm mad at myself. I didn't bring it up. But on the way home today, I heard Defoe make a good analogy, unlike Peyton Manning's analogy about Johnny Fontaine and DeVito's agent. But Defoe made a good al- analogy talking about Tommy DeVito was like insanity was for the Knicks. You know, yep. captured everybody in the city. Um, he's from New Jersey, still lives at home with his parents, not yep. that Lynn did. So, I mean, it's kind of like that. But it's the flavor of the month right now. I'm happy for it. It's a good story. I'm happy for him. happy for his family. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last. But it's, Well, I'm it's telling great. you, I said it's it earlier, stuff. Pete. I think the Eagles are going to walk into a hive up there because you look at that Giants defense. They're young. They're all over the place. And they don't have any big-name receivers but DeVito was putting the ball, and these guys were playing their asses off. I mean, he threw a dime in that one last drive when they got down there to win it. And the only question was whether the field goal kicker, who's like yeah. 600 pounds now, uh, was going to make that baby. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> uh, you're running late on your break. Your Christmas song is going to I know. Play. I know. Robin's going to cut me off, but I, you know, we control this. But I just want to say, Pete, I was, I, was, I was dying along with you from my condo. I, didn't, I couldn't even go out and put, put bait in the crab trap. That's how pissed off I was. I did it later, well, though, and I got another monster 8-inch <laughs> crab, though. 
That's awesome. I can't wait to make a crab salad. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to bring some in. Bring some in. I'm going to bring some in. We had Cuban food in here. Were you here for the Cuban food delivery? No. I didn't get any either. It's all in the refrigerator. Oh, that, oh I was here. For, it was across the hall this morning. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I ran out this morning. I didn't, I didn't feel like hanging around eating. I just... After that fiasco, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Like it was still a great program, though, yes. Pete. That's oh, the no. bottom line. You carried it. Be- you carried it better than I did today. You lost <laughs> it. At least you played sound effects. I was my own sound effects when I went off well, on Robin. I, like I said, I have two great cuts of Gordon Ramsay. Good, uh, both of them are over a minute, so that's my anger. Every time you want to be pissed off, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> And I want to thank the gas pump guy and all your regulars, man. You got you got great followers out there. Now all my followers are pissed off because I yelled at Robin. But, you know, I'm Italian. You learned yeah. that a long time, Robin. I don't yell because I'm mad. I yell because I'm Italian. As I say, the bark is worse than the bite, right? Exactly right. What I re- was, Is this a Christmas song? No, I'm trying to go to break. Oh, I love this song, though. All right, right, Pete, we'll see you tomorrow morning. The great Pete Shepard, 7 to 10, right here. Hopefully the phones will work tomorrow, or I will come in here and help him destroy the studio. Two-handed. We'll go go like the last scene in Casino. We'll do one of those scenes. We're coming right back. Christmas music, more calls, and Iron Eagle still ahead. Now you know how I I didn't know the Sunday Night Football theme was the Christmas song. <laughs> Wait a minute. It can be a Christmas. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Hold on. Hold on. I have okay. to. Let me... <laughs> what the hell? I can't even change it after that. Okay. I'm just going to skip through it. Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. I'm not even going to play any any other music coming back. That was the weirdest thing ever. So that the automation somehow or another brought up. You have got to give. Oh, hold on. I'm not playing that one. No, that was the I just automation. To play this. Uh... It somehow brought up. NFL music as a Christmas song. What the hell is going on in here? Anything's a Christmas song nowadays, Robin. <sighs> There's things happening in this studio that don't make any sense. Starting with this show, actually. Now, do you have the next uh, Christmas song? Or are we blowing, blowing through We're the Christmas? blowing through the Christmas song. I right, screw because, the Christmas song. Because it, that's where it's supposed to be, where it says, you know. And it played the Sunday night mo- Sunday yes. night football theme? Played Don't remind the Eagles football. fans anymore. They're still bitter, battered, and broken, and it's only Tuesday. Just like the Cowboy fans are still screaming about their, their win over the Eagles for the next six months. Relax. Relax and worry about <laughs> other things, as I mentioned earlier. There the dolphin, it is. Where, there it is. It's right there. Somehow or another, that got put in there by accident. Is there somebody sneaking in here at night? 
And, and, and instead of stealing packages, changing our uh, our know. automation system, but delete that some bitch. I'm taking that out of rotation. That is the weirdest thing. I don't want that called Paul McCartney song. I don't like that. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Okay, well, I'll do that. Give me some good news. Give me some good songs. Bizarre. <clears throat> so no, no Christmas song now, Robert. <laughs> so PW and that Sunday night football theme is one <laughs> hell of a Christmas song. It's got great orchestration. You just, I can see. I can. <laughs> what the hell? I can see Santa up on the roof, saying. I'm taking the Dolphins, and I'm laying 14 and a half points tonight. And then Santa gets kicked off the roof and goes home a loser. Ridiculous. Meanwhile, uh, another stat from these, since you want to talk about the Sunday night game again in the Eagles' destructo, the Eagles ran the ball 23 times against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, Robin. Uh-huh. When they run the ball more than 23 times in a game, they are 30 and 6. When they run it fewer times than 23, the record is 3 and 8. Now, that could be a, a flawed stat, too, because most of the time when the Eagles are running the ball successfully, it's when they have a lead. And last year, they were able to put games away. And they did it a couple of times this year. They get the ball back, the other team's down, maybe two scores, maybe even 10, maybe even one score. And they wear the other team out, run down the clock, and leave nothing left for the other team to win. But even this year, in those crazy games that they were winning, they were, they were able to run it a little bit, but not enough to get those first downs to, to you know, lock out the clock and win. And so that's a little bit of a, a mixed-feeling kind of stat. Obviously, if you're running the football more than 23 times, that means you're either leading. When you're behind all the time, you got to start throwing the ball. And that's been the problem with the Eagles. They get behind, and then they abandon the run, and then they have to start throwing it again. So when, you're, when your team can't run the ball early and you have to throw, and then the other team is scoring because your defense is shot, enough about the Eagles. Let's get it back to other important stuff, Robin, like the text line. Is it still active? Yes, it is. Um, let's see. Dean, he just said over. Over what? I guess take the over. And what? And he, uh, he also said, go find the electrical box and just shut the building <laughs> off for one minute and start over. It restart. By the way, my buddy Armando Salguero, uh, breaking news right now. This is real breaking news from the NFL. And you know, the NFL wants to be all over the world. But let's be honest. The NFL is not an international sport. It's slowly there. NBA, yes. hockey and basketball and soccer are the three true. Correct. And even baseball to a, an extent, because it's played in a lot of countries, but yes. not like not like basketball, not like hockey, and not like soccer. I remember when I was a kid, like really young in the Netherlands, is when basketball first started coming over there, and they had like basketball clinics. And all my friends over there had no idea what basketball was, Whereas I did, since I had American dad. So, um, but yeah, we were we were all starting to learn how to play basketball. That would yeah. that was the whole world. You know, and now the whole world ago. has caught up with the U.S. And most of the players now in the NBA coming in, are, you know, top picks are all European mm-hmm. and Serbian guys, and from all over the world, Greeks. But but um, Armando Salguero says my Portuguese is not good, but roughly this says, and this is the breaking news that the NFL will play a game in Brazil. 
in 2024 with an official announcement coming tomorrow. So this is from an actual site, uh, Danilo Lacalle, Lacalle, who's a, uh, I guess he's a Brazilian a journalista, a commentarista del NFL e NBA, reporto e prodotto do Lana Renda TV. So he's obviously a guy who speaks uh, Portuguese or understands Portuguese. Mm-hmm. But tenemos un jogo de NFL no Brasil in 2024. Sounds like he's saying no Brazil. Oh, no, the announcement's tomorrow. So, o anuncio será amanya, which is tomorrow. So it looks like there's going to be... Uh, no, Taylor Swift is not making the official announcement, by the way, but they actually have a picture of Taylor Swift in Portugal. Really? Is she pimping the NFL overseas now? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. She's pimping everything. But that's what it looks like. It looks like the NFL is going to play a game in Brazil in 2024. I'm going to have to get some new thongs and... Uh, and cut out little boy know, shorts. Boy shorts, yeah. And go to Brazil for Carnival. I wonder when the well, obviously Carnival season is not during the NFL season. It's over. Meanwhile, eight four four six four four Tony. Now, can we take calls, Nobert, or no? Um, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait for your final answer. Would you like to phone a friend? Yeah, no, I can't do it now. Now that I switched everything over prior to the show, thinking that everything was working, it's just not. It's for I can't turn the notifications off during the phone call, so it's we're constantly getting the one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy, three ringy dingy. It's it's very annoying. Do we have any um, descendants of Alexander Graham Bell listening to the show? We're going to be able to get we're going to be able to get I and Eagle on, right? Oh, Five yes. o'clock? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's not a problem because okay. that's on a different phone. <clears throat> but we have, um, we do have te- texts I have no problems with Okay, right let's now. go to the text board. Uh, this is from Dean as well. He says, Tony, mm-hmm. the way you're treating Robin today, I don't advise you going on a boat trip with her or you'll be one of those next stories on Dateline, man thrown overboard on a boat unsolved mystery. Is that show still on? I don't know. Meanwhile... Uh, one of the stories that really bothered me today, again, I don't care what Harvard does. I don't care if they go away. But, you know, Dave Portnoy is one of the most vocal critics of Harvard because he went there and he, he went on today, he went on financial shows, and he says he's never going to hire any, anybody at Barstool whoever has anything to do with Harvard. They will not be allowed to work there. And he could do that because he owns the company, right? So he's down on Harvard. He... He, you know, he's selling Harvard Hamas University T-shirts. This shows you how, again, I don't care if they fire this chick or not. And the chick, of course, is, uh, what's her name? Gay? They don't say gay up there. Well, you can't say anything. Harvard now, after University of Pennsylvania right. forced their uh, president, who got embarrassed before Congress. And by the way, nothing more embarrassing. You thought the con- congressional thing was embarrassing? Nothing was more embarrassing than Saturday Night Live, Robin. It was the front page of the New York Post. Oh, it was and I got to give credit awful. to the one chick who used to be yes. there, who's not there anymore. She's on all like the, she does a lot of commercials. Dark haired girl, what's her name? Strong, Cecily Strong. Cecily or something. Strong, yeah. Cecily Strong. She was pretty strong. She did a lot of those Verizon commercials, 
really good. So she was supposed to be on the show, and, and their cold opening, which Saturday Night Live does, and it's always done, but nobody watches Saturday Night Live anymore. They tried to make fun of Elise Stefanik, yes, the congresswoman so in from other New words, York. They were taking, technically taking the side of the anti-Semites. Exactly. What and, the hell? And they got SNL? destroyed. And and to her credit, because she was there, because they rehearsed that show earlier in the day. They do a dry run, and then they go live at eleven thirty. But that was so bad that Cecily Strong was supposed to be the woman pretending to be Elise Stefanik, questioning the three bimbos. And I call them bimbos, even though they're supposed to be learned. First of all, they wore some of the worst glasses you'll ever see. When you see older broads wearing those glasses up there, broads. and I say that in the most demeaning way possible, those three women, just to be clear, just to be clear, because what, what they've done, what Hamas University has done to Harvard's reputation, I know a lot of people are dropping their money and they're not giving them money. That's fine. I don't really care what they do. But here's the best part. They already were one of the worst free speech schools in the country. Right. They're way down at the bottom. You know who's right down there with them? The University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be bullied. This is so they announced today at Harvard, they're keeping her. They're not going to be bullied by anti-free speech act- activists in keeping this DEI hire an obvious anti-Semite, Claudia Claudia Gay. So they're calling the people who are who are saying that she should resign anti-free speech. Yeah. Are these people insane? Again, I don't I don't call for people's firings. But the fact that this woman is so protected, she plagiarized other people another black woman's thesis, which should be grounds for dismissal right away, right? Forget all the anti-Semite type that she's didn't know what to explain. But then Saturday Night Live, absolutely embarrassing. And Lauren Green, Lauren, what is it? Not Lauren Green. He was the, uh, the old actor. Uh, Lauren Michaels. Talk about a guy whose time has come and gone. To allow that kind of garbage on a supposed comedy show. And one thing about Saturday Night Live back in the day when it was great, they took chances. Mm-hmm. They mocked everybody. Yeah. That's what made them great. That was, that was before the woke and the DEI bullshit all became important. This chick is a DEI hire, and the reason that they won't fire her, because they're worried about the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, Correct. woke gang, coming after Harvard. Harvard's already sullied it. And, and the best part about these people being exposed, and again, I don't care if they get fired or quit or not. That's up to the schools and the donors. But now we know why the brain rot is allowing people that to march all over the country. Again, free speech is different than calling for people to be as, uh, murdered. But the, the most preposterous group of all of these protesters are queers for Palestine, Robin. Uh, I mean... Queers for Palestine. Let's try to dissect that now in our breakdown segment. Queers for Palestine. I don't know if you've seen them now. They're out there now. They're in London. They're all over the world. They, I mean, they aware, shut down. It's not just one or two isolated people. There's no, no. an entire group of queers for Palestine, like thousands of people. Thousands. Absolutely. Here's the best part. So they're out there last night in New York City, which already has horrific traffic. They went out on the Manhattan Bridge and shut it down because they want... They speak up for Palestine. 
and they want an immediate ceasefire. And I don't know, as I said yesterday, I don't know how many more protests we will need uh, to get a ceasefire because I just read a couple minutes ago that Israel has resumed bombing in Gaza. So no matter how many protests you have or how many schools uh, take, allow their students to go out and call for the extermination of Jews and all the other things that these kids have no clue about because their brain, their brain, their brains are fried. These kids who go to college now don't go to learn. They go to be indoctrinated and told what to think and how to think. And if anybody doesn't think that's true, the, the best case scenario is queers for Palestine. So I was thinking of other things that could be just as ridiculous. How about chickens for KFC, Robin? Oh, yes. How about turkeys for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's good. Turkeys speaking up for Thanksgiving. How about babies for Planned Parenthood? Oh, that's a good one. Having babies walk in. That's, that, that's, the, that's the equivalent. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is no, that not. not the exact same equivalent? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I feel like anybody that is in the queer community that has not heard of the fact that over there, the Muslim world does not, they're, they're not okay with homosexuality, period. Correct. It's not just, oh, we'll let it something. It doesn't matter. Um, um, there's actually a really good video by, um, what's her name? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up now. Ayan said, Hersi Ali. It's Ayan Hersi Ali, who is who, a Somali-born Dutch U.S. activist who was a Muslim, and then she became a, a, an atheist, and then has been speaking out on behalf of women who are oppressed right. by Muslim countries. And again, you want to go protest? Go ahead. I'm not telling you what to do. But she can actually, you pull it? Because I can't find it on my machine. She talks about now. how um, in in Muslim countries over there. Well, I want to play the cut of her. So we have her uh, talking about this whole new phenomenon of queers for Palestine, and she, as a Muslim, because I'm not qualified. I can't speak on how uh, how, how people in, in the Muslim countries think. I can't speak for how people in Israel think. I don't make any, I don't know about those. I know about Judaism and I know a lot of Jewish friends and I know, I don't know anybody who would go out and allow this kind of stuff and then call it, well, it's just, it's just free speech. Listen, free, there's a difference between free speech and then, especially at a place like Harvard where they don't tolerate any free speech. They're one of the worst free speech calls in the country. So this is Ayan Hersi Ali talking about the latest ridiculous thing going on uh, calling for the ceasefires because the queers for Palestine are going to get this thing settled. The experience of ISIS is not so long ago. The Islamic Republic of Iran is in place. Hamas was actually governing Gaza. And what were they doing to homosexuals? I don't think that they've gone so far as to call them by the acronym LGBTQ and queers and the rest of it. They're not that sophisticated in it. <laughs> but they throw them from tall buildings. Families, if you're a Muslim family and within your family there's someone who is suspected of being gay, it's the obligation of the family to commit an honor killing. So it doesn't even go as far as the government and tribunals and trials, but when that happens, it's done quite publicly and it's done in the most gruesome fashion. So queers for Palestine, I think is another manifestation of how our society is really becoming stupid. <laughs> She's absolutely right. And if anybody can defend that and think that I'm taking some sort of stance here, I'm letting a woman who lived it who talks about it, Yeah. who was a Muslim and knows what's going on over there. Again, I'm not blaming all Muslims. I'm blaming the radical ones. Just like you know, people blame all Catholics for one stupid Catholic thing done. The Pope, I'm not a big Pope fan. 
you know, because I'm not a great Catholic. But I don't pretend to be a great Catholic. You know what I'm saying? I don't even go to midnight mass anymore, Robin. You know why? Because it's too late. I ain't staying up till midnight. I used to watch with my mom. I used to watch Mother Angelica on TV. Mm -hmm. Remember her? On EWTN. My mom would watch that every day. She'd do the rosary on TV. Watch. My mom was a great Catholic to the very last day of her life. But all these fake Catholics and fake Christians and fake uh, supposed uh, Palestinian supporters who hate Jews, anti-Semitism. Did you think that you would ever see anti-Semitism become such a big deal in this country? I am. And, and coming from college students? No. Many I mean, of them I, Jewish? Honestly, honestly I'm, I'm very shocked. Um, having grown up in a country that, that, I mean, maybe it's because the United States has been so far for, removed from it. Over there, we still, you know, the butcher, the baker, um, they still had their numbers tattooed on their arms. We still see, I mean, I, I went to Auschwitz. I, I walk through those halls. I've seen the movies. And we've met many living yeah. survivors, people still alive. And I think... Remember, I, we sat with a gentleman yeah. at the Comcast Center yeah. in Philly one of the and he ha, he showed us the yeah. tattoo. I mean, these people still remember as if it was yesterday. Well, how and we got forget? idiotic, moronic, brain fried, brain cramped morons who are paying their parents or somebody's paying a lot of money to send them to these shithole universities, community college, baby. Well, here's one community here, college. Stay away from these big schools. I would. I'm not sending. I, my I know my son and my daughter in law. They're not going to send their kids to any no. of those stinking colleges. It's a waste think, of money. I think. It, it, for as me observing, I think that our youth, our our, our education system, it fears showing things, showing real history to kids. Like when I was in history class, they actually showed the doc the the film that that the Nazis made themselves. They're horrific. I mean, they will be ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life, but I will never forget what they did, and I will never pretend that it didn't happen, and I will never think that it didn't happen because I saw it. I saw the films that Nazis made, and I think that we're so, like the U.S. especially, is so worried that, oh, it's going to hurt the children's brains. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect them if they see something so horrific. Yeah, it will, and that's a that's good thing. That's called knowing history and learning history. But the problem was, we live in a society now that wants to erase the history they disagree with. Well, they want and you everybody can't to, erase history. They want everybody to have safe spaces. Well, you know what? The world is not safe, and history wasn't safe. But that's safe. not even the point, Robin. It's about trying to erase the history you disagree right. with. That's not how history works. History is history because it happened. And just because you don't like it, but then they want to force new history on us. Like it has anything to do with old history. It doesn't. You can't make up history that hasn't happened yet. And you can't erase history that already has. That's pretty good for me. Yeah, that was pretty good. It wasn't even from a prepared state. Damn right. Coming up, a man who is a part of history. And one of the best in history. Even though he's a Syracuse guy. Would you see it? I still love my Syracuse friends. The great Iron Eagle will join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk football. We'll talk about anything we want to. You know why? Because this is the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Stick around.
for AIDS. Make a wanna stay on tour for days. Get back home, things are wrong. When not really, it was bad all along. Before you left, ass up to a ball of power. Thoughts at a thousand miles per hour. Hello, ghetto, let your brain breathe. Believe that's always more. impact of real feel today imagine it's the last ride but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc are taking you for a ride what should you do keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with linzess linaclotide linzess is a prescription medicine that treats ibsc in adults it's not a laxative it's a once daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms it's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call one 800 L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting, and now it's here. T-B-S-N, the Tony Bruto Sports Network. Make some noise! Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10, and then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon, and then the man himself, Tony Bruno, and the Tony Bruto Show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8, and we've got more to come. The Tony Bruto Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on. T-B-S-N. It is the Tony Bruno Sports Network, or as we call it, the Station of the People. Live, local, and late-breaking. Tony Bruno here. Miss Robin, it is a Tuesday afternoon. We're still trying to differentiate whether there's Taco Tuesday and Tata Tuesday can be combined into one. And there's only one man who can answer that question probably better than anybody else because he has all the answers. That's why he's on CBS. That's why he's doing football. That's why he's doing basketball. That's why he is the great Ian Eagle. Ian, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Tony? How you doing? Not as good as you, man. You're on everything now. I mean, everything. <laughs> I heard you on with my boys Defoe and Luby when we just started this thing here in Southwest Florida a month ago, and uh, that was fun conversation. Those guys are, are – and that, that's the kind of people we're hiring here, Defoe and Luby and Pete Shepard, who used to be in Boston. We're building an empire here, and I, I, I have to do this right out of the gate. Uh, I had Mike Tirico on, and I'm, I'm inviting all my Syracuse friends – to come and do a show here on the Tony Brew Network in, in your spare time, of course, when you're not doing the 62 other jobs that you do. <laughs> Look, you want to put this out for Syracuse grads, you're going to get a lot of people interested. There's a lot of orange, as you may know, Tony. You may have heard through the grapevine there's a lot of orange in sports media. So don't don't say that flippantly. There'll be people that actually take you up on that. No, no, we're hiring. I mean, we, you know, we, we got, we, we have. Uh, let's see, we're, we're on from seven a.m. live now all the way to ten p.m. and then Amazing. we run replays. And so there's openings. I mean, I've, I've invited Mike Tarico. I know he's got to go to Paris and do the Olympics. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but I said, hey, Mike, you know, just squeeze in, you know, squeeze in a couple hours here, and they could do a weekend shift. You know, some weekends. Now that the football season's winding down, 
I mean, seriously, I know you're doing so much stuff, Ian, and, and, and I love it. And now I have Robin finally realizing when I have all my games on on Sundays on my NFL Red Zone channel. And I now I said, I said, who's that? I always do that because she knows Kevin Harlan's voice. <laughs> and now she knows Ian Eagle. Yes. Yes. I've broken through <laughs> many years ago, Tony. I was I was working at Sirius and I got a call one day from. Gary Delabate, the producer of the Howard Stern show. The Baba Booey guy, yeah. Baba Booey guy. So big sports fan. He says, uh, hey, Ian, we're doing a promotional show for the, the movie Balls of Fury, which was a ping pong film, if you might recall, a comedy, hijinks comedy. And Christopher Walken was in it, uh, some other uh, star types. He said, we're gonna do a show where we'll have professional ping pong players but we're gonna tie two people associated with our show to the professional ping pong players tie their arms together and they will play one another on the ping pong table can you do play by play i said oh wow i said when is it he said oh it's gonna be uh, june 2nd i said oh I said, Gary, I do the French Open for Tennis Channel. I'll be in Paris. He said, so you would do that over this? <laughs> I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Grand Slam tennis event instead of your Balls of Fury promotion tying two members of your whack pack to Korean professional players. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make that career choice. Well, you know, I don't. I'm, you may have made a mistake here, though, because uh, you know <laughs> Howard Stern's working one day a week and making two hundred fifty million, and you're busting your ass seven days a week doing NBA, college, uh, uh, NFL, CBS, TNT, TBS, Brooklyn Nets, Tennis Channel, Army. Did you do the Army Navy game? No, no, no. That was Brad Nestler. But you once again bring the insight. You see things clear. I saw that as a good decision. You have determined within two seconds, bad decision by you, Ian. Terrible decision. No, I'm joking. And not only a great decision for you, but now your son, he's going to be doing one of the NFL games coming. Is he doing the Peacock game? He's actually doing the NBC game, and Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth are doing the Peacock game. So he's doing Cincinnati at Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks with Todd Blackledge and Catherine Tappen, their normal college crew, and then I think Tariko and Collinsworth are on the West Coast for that one. I, I believe it's the Chargers, maybe Chargers-Raiders. I'm not sure. Yeah, because the Chargers are playing the Raiders uh, Thursday night this oh, week. okay, this so it week. can't be that. Yeah, in, in Vegas. I don't know if – I think they've already played him once, but I don't have that. But I saw that, that your son was named one of the uh, broadcasters, and that's got to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, this, is this his first oh. full-time – is this his first big NFL game? No, he ended up doing a couple of them last year. He did a game on Fox last year. He stepped in when baseball and football crossed over, and they needed an, an extra announcer. So we worked with Mark Schlereth on a San Francisco-Atlanta game. And then on NFL Network, he worked with Nate Burleson on Indianapolis-Minnesota, which turned out to be the greatest comeback in NFL history. Literally, the most points down to come back and win. Minnesota won that game against Indianapolis. That was late in the season last year. So he's got a couple of games under his belt. He did preseason package in the last couple of years with the Chargers, with my close friend Dan Fouts. So he's not coming out of left field. He He's definitely a huge NFL fan and has been in the mix the last couple of seasons. The great Iron Eagle. And now... Uh... 
Track and field too, right? Are you, are you no, you're not going. Obviously, you work for CBS and TNT, so you're not involved with the Olympics. That's no, an NBC no. property exclusively it now. Is. Yes, but I, I did. I did eight years of the outdoor track and field championship NCAA on CBS. I had never been to a track and field event in my life, let alone called one. And the first year I did it in Austin, Texas, I watched, I don't know, 50 hours of track and field tape, play-by-play to prepare Vern Lundquist uh, among those that I watched who had done it before. And I got to tell you, it was a blast the way I viewed it. Every race was like a touchdown. So if it was a lopsided race where one competitor dominated, that's exciting. And if it's really close, that's equally as exciting. It was it was a blast. And if they would have kept the rights, I, I would have kept going with it. I enjoyed it that much. Ian Eagle, of course, is, I asked this to Mike Tirico, another Newhouse guy last week on the program, and I said, Mike, is there anything you can't do? And he admitted that it would be volleyball. Have you Ooh, done volleyball? I've done it. Did it. Did beach volleyball, one of my first TV gigs that I got hired as a freelancer in 1993 beach volleyball on long Island aired on sports channel. I just said side out. If I didn't know what was happening, (laughs) (laughs) I had seen the movie uh, with C Thomas Howell and Peter Horton. So I, I was at least aware generally of beach volleyball. I knew who Karch Karai was and I just went with it. And you know, one of the other things that you do, I obviously you're the play-by-play. I know your son's done some Nets games, but doing the New yeah. uh, the New Jersey, New York, uh, Connecticut, uh, tri-state area Nets, whatever they're called right now. <laughs> I, I I know they play in Brooklyn now, so we got that straight. Yes. You know, we can call them the New the Brooklyn Nets. We used to have to call them the New Jersey Nets, and then yes. now it's the Brooklyn Nets, and it's the Brooklyn Nets. And you did, uh, and you had a play, and I, I've seen it on uh, on the internet now. You're on the sideline, Nets game against the Clippers, second quarter. James Harden attempted to throw a pass from the corner and simply got away from him, and boom, there you were. Tony, it, it, it felt like a meteor falling from the sky. Like I saw it. I tracked it from the second it left his fingertips. You do enough games, you put in 10,000 hours, and I knew it from the moment he tossed it that it was not going to hit his player, his teammate on the sideline. It was going to hit me. It was directly intended. I don't know if he took umbrage with some of my calls during his days with the Nets. I I don't know. I'm not sure what, what the thought process was. It was about as bad a pass as I've seen in my 30 years covering the NBA. And if it didn't hit the rosin bottle right at the end, I would have caught it cleanly. I still trapped it, so it, it didn't get by me, but... Uh, yeah, wild, completely wild. Or it might have just been one final screw you to the Nets. <laughs> now, I know the uh, the referee was Ed Malloy, and he, yes. even, he even, like, he said, uh, I, I could see it from the beginning. And, and, and you said, <laughs> I can be safe. I mean, it's, is that, was that your greatest call ever, I you think? think? So. Yeah, yeah, I think greatest call ever. I, I have to... I have to think about all the years of doing NBA, college hoops, uh, NFL, Army, Navy, all these other events. I I don't know if there's a call that's ever going to match it because I was in it. I was a part of it. Rarely are you a part of it. Your goal is to not be a part of it. Your goal is to be outside of it. But 
I just felt from the beginning of that play, how it developed, that I was going to be sucked into the abyss. And I, I handled it as best I could. It was it was amazing. I may have to play it. I may have. I mean, we don't have the video. I mean, I have the video. It's on Mediaite, but I'm not a subscriber. But I'm oh, gonna have Robin sorry. pull it up because I, I want I want people to see and hear this. I mean, they can see it if they go online and look it up. That's coming my way. Uh, I believe that uh, is that the follow up to Frank Sinatra's "I Did It My Way." Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> similar. And, and it was also the way I inflected the voice. That's coming my way. <laughs> I was very declarative. It was really bizarre. <laughs> Honestly, it was bizarre. I had so many people come up to me within the next few days, and my phone obviously blew up. I, I might have gotten like 145 texts because the thing went viral. And Ed Malloy, I saw him like two weeks later, and he was still cracking up. He, <laughs> he just couldn't believe that it unfolded the way that it, it was very funny. And you also had the tea uh, spilled all over you, too. Oh! Tea and coffee, like Sarah Kustak had coffee. I don't drink coffee, Tony. I've never had a sip of coffee in my life, shockingly. And it ended up all over my right sleeve and then on my notes. So I smelled like coffee and then my notes smelled like coffee and it got like into my folder. So for the next three games, I smelled the coffee that James Harden spilled onto my stuff. Yeah, it, he couldn't have written this stuff. Has that been shipped up to the Basketball Hall of Fame over the Connecticut, uh, Connecticut, uh, New York line? Yes, yeah, Springfield, uh, Illinois. They, yeah, they, but it's it's really in yeah. Connecticut. It's really in uh, it's in Mass. Mass. It's in Mass. Yeah, Springfield, Springfield Massachusetts. Massachusetts, but right over the state line. Yes, they requested it right away. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to put it right there next to the picture of Wilt and the one hundred. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's going to be placed very prominently in the basketball. <laughs> my jacket, my my exactly yes, will be there forever. The Just great for kids to see. Right oh wait, here it is. We have it. Here it is. George, Harden, that's coming my way. I got it. Unbelievable. I could see it from the beginning. Ed, you take over, my friend. That might have been my greatest call in NBA history. <laughs> there it is. And you did it well. And and the and the it. woman, your, the woman right next to you, you, you mentioned her name. She had a leather jacket on too. So that's got to even be worse when you get coffee and tea on a leather coat, right? Yeah, and that was Sarah Kustak. And and I got to tell you, I'm going to give you a little insight. I think she does like rent a dress that that service. So oh. I don't know how that works if you have to eat it at that point <laughs> if it's damaged to that extent. <laughs> She might have taken a loss in that game. <laughs> the great eye and eagle getting ready for another. So now we got Saturday. You know, got Thursday night, Saturday triple headers. So do you, yes. how far in advance do you know which games you'll be doing on CBS this weekend? Uh, I know this weekend I have uh, Arizona, San Francisco. That's out in Glendale. Mm -hmm. And I actually am heading to the West Coast. I have Nets Suns tomorrow, Nets Nuggets on Thursday, then go back to Phoenix for the NFL game, and then I have Nets and the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City on Monday. Yeah, we have our assignment for next week, which will be Cleveland at Houston, and then Week 17 and Week 18 are completely up in the air. We have no idea how that's going to go. There's still a flex situation potentially with Sunday Night Football. Right now is Minnesota Green Bay, 
in Minneapolis and uh, we'll see what uh, the league decides to do and then they'll make the assignments accordingly. Yeah, I know. I always notice that the final week it's always TBD, depending on what yeah, happens. Yeah, a lot of but TBD. A lot of TBDs. Yeah. But the interesting thing now as we look at the, at the way the NFL is transpiring, I mean, obviously the Dolphins last night, no Tyreek yeah. Hill, and you saw how that really, really affected the entire offense. But we're seeing some unbelievable play by backup quarterbacks and young quarterbacks who people don't even know this year. And it's just something we've never seen. I, I saw the stat that going into this weekend, 15, 30 teams are still in postseason contention. 24 Crazy. of them are, are either in playoff position or within a game of a playoff spot. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and tack this on, 53 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. That's that's nearly unheard of. Uh, that's a revolving door based on circumstance, sometimes injury, sometimes benching. And what you're seeing is the unpredictable week in and week out. Every time you think you have a handle on this league, you get a Tennessee over Miami, and it makes you rethink exactly how it's going to play out in the AFC. Kansas City a team that has lost a bit of its mystique now where they seem beatable. They seem uh, human in many ways. And what's, what's also taking place because you alluded to it is some guys have stepped forward A Jake Browning with Cincinnati. You thought their season was over. Joe Burrow's done. Cincinnati's done. No, he's played great. The last two weeks, there's a belief. We met with him a few weeks ago. We had the Bengals and the Steelers. And I give him a lot of credit because most guys don't acknowledge this. But in the production meeting, he said, hey, I'm not going to pretend like there isn't an elephant in the room. I understand that if I do well at this, this is going to open up doors for me. This is going to change my career. Most backups downplay it. They say, hey, now I'm just trying to win the week and I uh, just want to run the offense. He acknowledged that it's a big moment, and the guy has really come through the last two weeks. And that's the thing about the NFL. Think about the backup quarterback position. You could be a backup quarterback in the NFL for 10 years if you never have to actually play. But once they see that you can't win a game for them, you're done. You're no longer considered part of the group. So Tim Boyle of the New York Jets, third-string quarterback, went into the season. All right, I'm behind Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. I'm never going to see the field. I'll just go about my business. I'll be a good guy. I'll be uh, uh, studious in the quarterback room, and uh, this will work out for me. I can squeeze out another three, four years of this. Well, he actually had to go in and play, and once they realized, oh, he can't run the offense, he was cut, yep. and they moved on, and they'll find somebody else. Do we have a new Scott Mitchell era coming up? I mean, Tommy DeVito. I mean, you know the New York, New Jersey, tri metro, tri metropolitan, tri-state area. Sure. I mean, you got Zach Wilson, you know, putting up 300 yards and 30 points for the Jets, and then Tommy DeVito last night. What a great story. If that's not a movie, I mean, as, as I said this <laughs> earlier, I mean, if Rudy became a movie based on a guy who really didn't play, how can Tommy DeVito's story not be a movie? Yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, it's coming out, Tony, in 2041. It's called Cutlets, the Tommy DeVito story. It's going to be huge. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know if you were watching that or you were doing a game last night. I mean, it was, I was. It, I was watching it. Because, you know, thankfully I have the YouTube TV, so I got, I got both games on on the screen so I didn't have to worry about flipping back and forth. And both games were crazy, man. I mean, that was a wild night of Monday Night Football. 
Yeah, and I think the the DeVito story is a good one in that it reminds you that a lot of this is circumstantial. Of course, uh, you have to go take advantage of your opportunity. But now he's in a position where he has shown that he can play in this league. The hard part, Scott Mitchell is the example that he used. And Scott, you know, Scott had some good years in the NFL. He was an effective quarterback. They paid him so much money to go to Detroit. And it never quite worked out. But if you look back at some of those results, they were in the thick of things Mm -hmm. a couple of those years. It's really hard to sustain it. You could have a player play quarterback and for a week light the world on fire and the next week look like he doesn't even belong in the NFL. That's the most challenging part. Can you be a consistent winner? Can a team count on you? Can you elevate the play of your teammates at that position? It's the most challenging position in sports, the amount of responsibility and everything that comes with being a quarterback. So for Tommy DeVito, he's taken the first step. The first step is credibility. He can play in this league. Now, how it all plays out with the Giants and with Daniel Jones and the salary cap, who knows? But for him, it's a huge accomplishment that 31 other teams have seen that, okay, This guy's a viable option at the QB position, whether it's a backup or something beyond that, because we've seen it. The tape exists. Yeah, and the amazing thing to me, that's funny, not because I'm Italian, but, you know, the cutlet thing and the family and and then the agent up there, you know, wearing the blah, blah. I mean, that's that you can't script that. I mean, the no. the Jersey Shore, they had no talent, and they're you know millionaires. This guy's got a he's got an agent. I mean, it, it, I I don't remember a story like this. You can go go back. I know when we're talking about Vin Sanity, uh, my buddy uh, D- Defoe was talking about the, the closest thing was Lynn Sanity when he came to yes. New York, and everybody was going crazy over him. Could this be another Lynn Sanity moment up in the New York tri-state metropolitan area? It could. I mean, it got Jeremy Lin a contract. Ultimately, he took his services elsewhere with Charlotte and then back with a New York team with the Nets before uh, moving on. And he's still fighting out there trying to remain a, a player of, of uh, some ilk played overseas. And, you know, he's he's someone that had an incredible story happen pop. I would think Tommy DeVito, this being so early in his career, He's handling all of the off the field stuff that's popped up because Tony, I can tell you, lives here in New Jersey. I live about seven minutes from where Tommy DeVito lives with his parents right now. Have you had and cutlets or the rice balls I, or any of the other accoutrement they put out there? You know what's so funny, Tony? That this has been really bizarre because he's leaned into it. All of the places that that he will go as a customer to to pick up some of this food. I know all those places. I've been to all those places. So they put this stuff on TV. I'm like, man, I've been there. I've had that. Those, those are good cutlets. Like, it's real. Uh, but I got to tell you, for him, he's going to have to compartmentalize and separate the football and the personal side and see where the business takes him on the football side. Look, Mike Tarico will be the first one to tell you. Tommy was at Syracuse. He was a big-time recruit. Yep. And they believed that he was going to help take them to the next level within the ACC. It never materialized, whether that was his fault, coaching fault, uh, his supporting cast, who knows. But right now, the circumstances are working in his favor. And I give him a lot of credit. It's been a really fun and cool story. 
Yeah, no, it's it's not because I'm Italian, but it helps when you're Italian and you see that. Some people will think it's stereotypes and it's all, you know, defamation of Italians, except when people make bad references. You know, like right. uh, Peyton Manning last night said he was a character in, in, Good, in The Godfather, and he wasn't. It was Al yeah. Martino's character. So you can't make those kinds of mistakes if you're a Hall yep. of Fame quarterback and trying to do mob references when it comes to Tommy DeVito or any other Italian-American. We don't, we don't play that stuff. You know that. Yeah, no, it, it, it is part of it. Like you, you do have to, you do have to be aware. You have to be acutely aware that there's an audience out there that's going to be very quickly to correct you if uh, you're wrong in your Italian mob reference. You're right. Exactly. Well, no, it's a great, and I, I was going to mention that. I mean, you have to have a special play, even though he didn't do much for Syracuse, and I know you Syracuse guys hold that against him, but. You have to feel good seeing a guy at Syracuse who wasn't a big star, but a guy who's worked his butt off as a kid. He was a baseball pitcher, I guess, and then he turned yep. to football. So the, the Syracuse in you has to feel a little bit good about him. Oh, man, it's awesome. I, I just I love these stories in general. There's a reason why you've been doing this for so long and I've been doing this for so long and that sports fans keep coming back. It is stories like this. It hooks you in. The reality show concept of sports is what – brings us back even if you don't get the result that you're looking for giants fans had hit rock bottom this year tony they really were down in the dumps and this tommy devito has given them some juice some life some gravy whatever whatever you want to say (laughs) he's given it to them and they're now uh, viewing this through a different lens and and, you know the other part and you live through this a little bit with uh, philadelphia and the 76ers and the fact that they were tanking year after year, mm-hmm. the process. Look, in the NBA, you can get away with it. You can tank in the NBA. If your players aren't as good as the other players, odds are uh, you're just you're not going to be able to win games. In the NFL, not to say that you couldn't tank if you just played backups all the time. But it's hard to tell a second-string linebacker not to hit quite as hard because there are 31 other teams that are watching this guy to see if he might fit on their team. Mm -hmm. Football is a contact sport and you can't tell someone to go 70% in what they do. So while I know there are giants fans out there that have thought that this would be the perfect time to tank and not win games, it's hard to tell 53 guys on a football roster. They don't play as hard because you're putting your, your life in jeopardy out there on an NFL field if you're not aware of what's happening around you. These guys are trying to win, and these coaches are trying to win. I just don't find that to be the case in the NFL like it may be in other sports. No, I agree with you. You're absolutely right. It's, it's in football. I mean, in basketball, I mean, you can tell when guys don't try, but you know, yes. it's just that the talent's not as good. And, and right now, you know, the Detroit Pistons, are they tanking or are they just really that bad? <laughs> I think it's the latter. I don't think they're trying to lose. Uh, I I have been around some bad teams. The Nets one year went 12 and 70. And the idea that they were just tanking was not true. The guys that they trotted out there were trying. They wanted to win. Trust me, nobody getting on that bus, getting on that plane after yet another loss was excited that they were closer to getting a number one pick. They don't care. That's the part of the equation Mm -hmm. that you have to understand. The players do not care about next year. They care about now. They care about what they're doing, what their reputation is. So what you said is is true. There's no 
there's no way in uh, anyone's right mind the New York Giants are thinking about next year. They're thinking about trying to win. And the, the one thing also in the NFL, because the games mean so much, if you go to an NFL facility during the week, if the team is coming off a loss, you feel it. You feel it from the director of marketing to the person manning the front desk to team security. You carry that loss with you for six days until you play again. And I think in the NFL, when you win, it's the opposite. You carry the positivity throughout your building. It permeates. These guys are trying to win. Pistons are trying to win. They're just not good enough right now. And 20 straight losses, uh, that, that's a monstrosity. Well, I'll say this, Ian Eagle. When the New Jersey, New York, Brooklyn, uh, now Nets, not the old NBA Dr. J Nets, when the Brooklyn Nets win the in-season tournament next year, I hope they put a banner up there in the rafters <laughs> and that your name is on there as one of the major contributors, mm, especially for stopping a ball, fingers. especially for the, for the absolutely horrific pass by James Harden, which could have taken you away from us as a great That's broadcaster right. and soon to be Tony. a Hall of Fame broadcaster. A man can only dream. That's it. <laughs> it's so great to talk to you, man. I'm glad, you, glad you we too, caught up boy. on my new network now. Uh, I'm taking bets on when. I know you're not allowed to bet, uh, but we got to hope this thing goes because we're looking for Syracuse students. I don't care where they come from, as long as they're not from Harvard. Syracuse guys, okay, <laughs> and women. No Harvard, no Ivy League, no Penn, none of those people. It's only going to be... Syracuse, let's see, where are the good broad? Uh, Michigan, maybe? Where are the other great broadcasting sure. school, colleges that have great uh, journalism uh, programs? Northwestern's good. Mm-hmm. Missouri's good. Uh, Maryland's good. Miami's good. There are a bunch out there. Hey, we'll take one from each. Exactly. <laughs> one from each. I love it. Love you guys. All right, and thank Thanks you so much, brother. Really appreciate your anytime, time. Tom. Thank you. See ladies you and gentlemen, let's put your hands together for the great Iron Eagle, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't I have my thing? Oh, there he is. Robin, there he is. And you just turned it off, just like that? Oh. <laughs> you have to let the audience finish its uh, exaltation of Iron Eagle. Come on. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Like, he has such a baby face. He, his face looks so young. It's hard to believe that he has a kid that's already doing broadcasts. Exactly. Not just any broadcast. You know, he didn't start. You know, that's the thing about when you talk about broadcasters. For example, Harry Callis, the legendary voice, he did the Houston Astros, went to the Phillies, Hall of Fame broadcaster. You know, he had a son who got into broadcasting. And just because your dad's a great broadcaster doesn't always necessarily mean that your kids are. My kids were interested early, and then they saw what I had to do, and they they weren't interested in broadcasting. So I didn't force my kids to to do radio. You have to want to do it. You know, Joe Buck's dad, legendary. You know, there's so many families where there's a great dad and then the son wants to do it and be like their dad. And now you have Ian Eagle starting that tradition with his family as well. But the kids have to want it. You can't force a kid to do something he doesn't do. Except March, I know, uh, for anti-Semitism. You don't have to teach that. They learn that in school on their own. You know what I'm saying? Correct. We're coming back. You know what we're going to play next, Robin? A Christmas song? (laughs) We hope. (laughs) And then uh, we heard the conversation with Ian Eagle went off without a hitch. That was a major accomplishment there, too, today, Robin. So it's baby steps. It's baby steps. We're coming right back. It's the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Everybody, 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 everybody. 
swaddled and snuggled, whispered too fussed over, tickled and cuddled. When we grow up, things get muddled, and here it is Christmas time. Will you stop by for a piece of delicious peach pie while I tell you my Yuletide wishes? You can help me do the dishes, cause here it is Christmas time. And we all want someone who will love us and hold us to curl up alongside when nights are the coldest. And we all want someone who will hug us and kiss us. All I want is you for Christmas. Examine the holiday spirit Let the small kids sing So we can all hear it Light up a fire And pull the chair near it Cause here it is Christmas Fuck, he's on We all want someone To Merry Christmas us and hold us To curl up alongside When nights are the coldest Network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Wow. What would you do? What what would you do? Huh? Tell what me. What would you do if I sang out of tune? 
Oh, I got to get the sticks off for this one, Robin. The late, great Joe Cocker. By the way, that other song, it sounded weird because it was part of a movie, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not a part of the movie. They actually put a, they put a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas album out. Oh, they did? Yeah. But it was, was Kevin Bacon singing it, yeah. right? So what was all the noise in the background then? I think, I don't know. I didn't actually see the video, but I think it's the characters doing stuff. Like throwing snowballs and... Now we, you know, we just uh, we just talk. Wait a minute. Now I'm going to put the sticks down for this. There's a, there's good drum action in it, but it's it's more of a down tempo number mm-hmm. for the most part. As we were just talking with the great Iron Eagle, you know, I mentioned his son Noah. Yeah. His son Noah will actually be doing one of the NBC broadcasts. I know. As Al Michaels has been given the bums rush. Now Al, of course, works for Prime Video. Now he does the right. Prime games on Thursday night. But what they're doing now is they've told Al Michaels he will not be on the NBC NF playoff and NBC playoff coverage in a move he was reportedly unaware of. I don't think he's too happy about that. Probably, I'm sure he wouldn't be. I mean, remember he was at NBC. He was Al. You know, people talk about me working. Al worked for ABC. He worked for NBC. He worked for uh, you know Prime Video. He worked for ESPN for a while. I mean, he's done everything. He started doing Angels games out in Los Angeles. He did hockey playoffs. He called the Miracle on Ice. One of the most iconic voices ever. Uh, So Al Michaels is out of the NFL playoffs as uh, people are ripped. And there's some people in the media who are celebrating this. Listen, (laughs) you know, I've watched Al and I've watched him on some of the Thursday night games and some of the games are terrible. You know, and he has to pretend that he cares. And it's hard to pretend when the game really stinks. And Al's being paid handsomely, and he's had an unbelievable... And I don't think this is going to be one of those cases like Michael Jordan playing, you know, a year after he quit to get another paycheck, or Emmett Smith after he had his unbelievable Hall of Fame career with the Dallas Cowboys playing on another team. Nobody's going to remember those games. Nobody's going to say, boy, Al Michaels, boy, what a sad ending. He's not going to be on the NBC playoff coverage. Uh this season on NBC games. Well, he doesn't work for NBC. And so one of the reasons that they're blaming for this mm-hmm. is Al Michaels' criticism of the Taylor Swift stuff. So as I mentioned, NBC will use Ian Eagle's son that we were just talking about, 26-year-old Noah Eagle, as the play-by-play voice for the Number two playoff broadcast crew in January, passing on the venerable voice of Al Michaels. So that's the story on. I'm sure, you know, Al Michaels isn't blaming Noah Eagle. I mean, this is an NBC decision. Absolutely. And so a lot of people are commenting on this, whether or not this was the result of Al Michaels talking about Taylor Swift, because after he criticized the distraction of Taylor Swift was having on an NFL game and he promised to stop covering her, Al Michaels is out. On one of the games he was doing, because there were, there were tensions there. And when he, this is what he said. The day I, I start giving to... The day I start giving two cents to what Taylor Swift and her Swifties' opinions are concerning football over legendary sports commentator Al Michaels 
is the day I stop watching the sports. That's what one person said. But Al Michaels said that this is a football game. This is an event. This is the game is the event, not Taylor Swift. So he was tired of having this every time they show the camera of Taylor Swift. So that's the reason they're taking him off the broadcast. So that that's the thing. And then and then guys like Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons ripping and saying it's a good move for NBC to get rid of Al Michaels for the playoff coverage. But do you think that Bill Simmons might be saying that not because of the Taylor Swift stuff, but just because everyone's kind of noticed that But so what? I mean, it, Bill Al Simmons Michaels- is a writer who made a gazillion dollars starting a website Ringer, he worked at ESPN with me. Bill Simmons is very, very popular. He's an NBA honk. He's a Boston honk. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but I I mean, even you've mentioned as great as Al Michaels has been and still is to a certain extent, he's also slowed down quite a bit. Like he doesn't seem to be as into it as he used to be in the past. You've mentioned that. Yes, because you hear when he's doing a game on Thursday night on Prime. And again, I listen, If I, Al's a lot older than I am. And he's got a gazillion dollars. Maybe he doesn't want to stop. But Amazon's the one that approached him. You know, in 2022, Al Michaels was out after he signed with Amazon to cover the Thursday night football games. His contract was ending at NBC. So some reason, NBC renewed and allowed Al to work for both companies. So he was the guy when NBC had a game, they would allow him to work. He had a dual contract. And obviously, being the voice of Amazon when he was the voice of Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, the Olympics, you name it, Al Al Michaels has done it. And so I respect greatness. I don't think he's completely shot. I don't think he's he's stumbling and bumbling. He's just got a lot of bad games, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna you can tell when it's a bad game, and he doesn't have the juice that he used to. But from for media people, it's ridiculous. For media people who are lucky to to have a, a voice in the media, to criticize, to say it's it's good that Al Michaels is out of the booth, that's kind of lame. I can expect fans who don't understand. And again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that uh, that Al Michaels is at the top of his game. But if this is the way they're going to pull him off and, and throw him away, it's pretty lame. Yes. Joe Quills, uh, regarding the Joe Cocker uh, intro, mm-hmm. the most disappointing thing about Joe Cocker is that he never had an album called Cocker for the, for the holidays. That's a great point right there. <laughs> That's a great bit. Now, of course, there's all these other people. Al Michaels has been eliminated from the NFL playoffs. You know, as they start announcing teams lose. Like, right. for example, you know, the Patriots have been eliminated and the other, the only other, the only two teams that have actually been eliminated from the playoffs in the NFL are the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. One team is three and uh, ten or whatever, and one team is one and twelve or whatever. So obviously they have been eliminated. But you're right. I mean, the the games that Amazon Prime. I mean, Amazon, the owner is like right there at the top. He's one. Of, if he's not the number one, Elon Musk and then Jeff Bezos go back and forth, right behind who's the richest man on on earth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But his enthusiasm. When they, Amazon paid him to do the games because Amazon didn't want to put some B list 
broadcasters in there. They hired Kirk Herbstreet, who can do he can do games for everybody. He can do college football games. He can do ESPN games. He can do Amazon Prime. You know why? Because his services are are right. requested. Well, so maybe maybe the retirement of Al Michaels is just coincidence because no, I, th- I, I there's no doubt. There is no doubt that NBC is sticking it to him for his Taylor Swift comments. In fact, I'm going to play a little of this clip here. This is uh, the New York Post Sports, and uh, Andrew Marchand is their legendary longtime media writer. But now, you know, newspapers have visual. uh, So D. Henry TV, Dexter Henry is a sports anchor anchor at the New York Post, SNY TV update. So he's done a lot of stuff, the fan in New York. So now he's also writing. He's award-winning journalist at Pitt. Guy's a great, great uh, reporter. So now he's doing a segment on New York Post Sports, uh, breaking down what led to NBC removing Al Michaels from the NFL's playoff coverage. Here's the tape. Let me let me crank. You ready for it now, Robin? I'm gonna bring yep. this up, and this is the conversation from from one of the most respected media guys, on Andrew Marchand or Marchand, however he wants to pronounce it. Play-by-play announcer Al Michaels is out of NBC's NFL playoff coverage. New York Post sports media columnist Andrew Martian broke the news on Tuesday, and he joins me now to talk about it. Andrew, how are you going? How are you doing? Excuse I'm, me. I'm doing well. All right. Glad you are well. So, Andrew, Michaels, as you know, one of the great voices in NFL TV play-by-play history. Why did NBC decide now was the time to move on from him as part of his playoff coverage? Well, they really kind of decided to to move on from Al Michaels after the Super Bowl in February of 2022. Uh, that's when the secession plan with Mike Tirico taking over. You know, Michaels didn't want to go. He loved that Sunday job. Uh, he's been in prime time on network TV uh, for more than three decades uh, before leaving and going to Amazon. So, you know, they kind of tried to keep it out of the public eye, but. It wasn't such an easy breakup at the end there because Michaels didn't want to go. I mean, it was noticeable at the Super Bowl that year. You have a legend like Al Michaels calling what appeared to be and probably was his final Super Bowl. And there really wasn't much done about it. There's 45 seconds of you know talking about Michaels calling that Super Bowl. Uh, so it didn't really end well. They tried to make nice. They had the Emirates role, uh, which NBC has done in the past for Tom Brokaw and Bob Costas. But they never really, un, you know, really explained fully what that meant. Uh, he did the playoff game last year, which was panned uh, because of a perceived lack of enthusiasm with Jacksonville's great comeback over the L.A. Chargers. Um, and so uh, that's how we got to this point. This is where we are now. You kind of mentioned on this, but we've seen in sports as well as sports broadcasting. It's never an easy thing when it comes to moving on from legends. But was Michaels expecting this move at this time? He wasn't, um, but, you know, I had heard about this earlier in the season. Um, I talked to Al uh, in November, early November, for a column I wrote, uh, and, you know, I asked him about the playoff game. And his immediate response, you know, when I asked him was, like, who I'm going to work with. Um, And then uh, he asked me if I had heard anything different, um, which I had. Uh, So, 
you know, the relationship, again, I don't know if there's a lot of communication between the two sides because it didn't really end that great um, with uh, NBC and Michaels. And so he went to Amazon, uh, which does have a relationship uh, because a lot of the production people uh, that Amazon uses are from NBC. Uh, and Al, of course, was a big carrot for uh, moving over to, to Amazon, um, you know, for Amazon to give him that credibility out of the gate, um, which he's, you know, probably the best uh, TV NFL play-by-play of all time. Uh, so, uh, but Al said he didn't know at that point. Um, you know, I, I, if he was being totally forthright there, then you know he was caught a little bit by surprise. But he's pretty good. He's great on the air, but he also is great at the business of uh, of sports broadcasting, everything that goes into it. Got to be good at that as well, too. And you talked about his legacy and possibly being the greatest NFL TV play-by-play voice of all time. His legacy is set in the world of sports broadcasting. But what does this move mean for the announcer going forward? Well, he has one more year on his contract with Amazon. Um, when I spoke to him in November, he said he definitely wants to fulfill that. Um, you know, he, I, this is two things that I always feel like. Al Michaels can do whatever he wants. It's his life. He doesn't have to worry about legacy. You know, again, unless that's important to him. You know, he, he's always said he'll know when it's time. The one thing I will say is that, you know, dating back to that playoff game where he's panned pretty good because there was a perceived lack of enthusiasm. And then, you know, in the Amazon games, there's always this kind of feeling like, is the game good enough for Al Michaels? Yeah, I don't know if that's great for Amazon that people are like, is this good enough for Al Michaels? But, he, you know, he said he wants to do it another year. Uh, he has another year in his contract, so he's expected to be back. Uh, you know, after that, he'll be 80. Um, he'll have to see where he wants to go, and you know, Amazon will have to decide what they want to do and, and what they um, have uh, in their plans for the future. But, you know, it's been a good marriage in a lot of respects because Amazon – you know, as a new player on the NFL scene, as a streamer, uh, to bring in Al Michaels, it gave him instant credibility, and so that made a lot of sense. Uh, do they go on, and is there another deal? I'm not so sure about that. All right, we will see how it all plays out. But for now, Andrew Marshan reporting the news on Tuesday that Al Michaels will be out of NFL playoff coverage, excuse me, NBC's NFL playoff coverage this coming postseason. Andrew, as always, great job breaking the news, giving us the insight. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. Andrew Marsh on there it is. So he didn't mention any of the Taylor Swift stuff. That's all supposition. But let's be honest. When you're almost 80 years old mm-hmm. and you're doing a game and the game becomes some chick, great, and I mean, listen, Taylor Swift's a great she's, talent. I'm not yeah, knocking. She's incredibly talented. I she's, know that. What she's but done. But when, when you guy, when you yeah. went, now remember, like go back to Monday Night Football back in the Howard Cosell days. Right. They loved the celebrity stuff back then. You know, when, when Don Meredith would sing, turn out the lights, the party's over, when it looked like the game was over. That's what made it entertaining. But apparently, Al, again, again, Al's almost 80. And he probably doesn't like the entertainment part of it. You know, even though he's worked with a lot of great entertainers, now he just probably thinks, because I'm sure that every time they would put the camera up in the box with Taylor Swift, to Al, it was like, that's not what the game's well, about. Not only that, but it's like the they went so completely overboard on the Taylor Swift thing. It wasn't just showing somebody in a box. It was... The like as if that was the most important thing for days and weeks, and everybody was mentioning it not only on social media but every single channel. And they were all, I mean, it was it was like you were being drowned in Taylor Swift, and he was probably just fed up with it, like I am. 
Exactly. Listen, we're not going to have to have any charities or GoFundMes for Al Michaels. You know, he just wants to keep working. And if they keep him at Amazon or he retires, he doesn't have to work another day in his life. So, Al, if you want to make a contribution for all the great things I've said about you, you, you know, I'll start a GoFundMe and you can send me a couple bucks <laughs> and steak dinners. Because, Al, you know, Al doesn't eat vegetables. You know that. That's one of the biggest things about Al Michaels. Really? Mm-hmm. And he survived this long? <laughs> he always talked about it on the air. You know what I mean? He would say, he goes to a steakhouse, he gets steak all the time. He's 80 years old, so he's looking good, pretty good. Now, of course, he's guying his hair and stuff, but that's what happens when you're you know, when you hit your 70s, some people let it go like I did. Al still gets it done. But uh, I, like the, I like the comments, though, all over uh, X. You know, I don't know who the equivalent of GM is for NBC's football team, but definitely should be fired. Lost Al Michaels, whiffed on Drew Brees, forced to start disgraced head coach, disgraced, disgraced backup quarterback, Goomba lawyer, and the ESPN fantasy expert continues to employ Tony Dungy. Who's the disgraced head coach that they hired? Disgraced backup quarterback or Goomba lawyer that they had in the booth? Which Goomba lawyer? I can't think of him. Goomba. Oh, Mike Florio. Uh Oh, now I get it. He's right. Whoever this guy is, he is right. Mike Florio should not even be allowed to watch a football game. And you talk about NBC throwing money at this clown and giving him a piece of the action as his NFL pro football talk. The guy is an absolute dirtbag, hides in his basement, and a bad guy. Mike Florio, the worst. I agree. But not Al Michaels. Al Michaels, it doesn't matter if he does another game ever. And unfortunately... He still has to suffer through the Las Vegas Raiders and the L.A. Chargers. And that's what's going to be interesting to listen to Thursday Night Football this week. Because you've got on prime video, you've got the Las Vegas Raiders at home with a backup quarterback and your Los Angeles Chargers in a game that means pretty much nothing to either team, even though they're still technically mathematically alive. The Chargers are done. No Justin Herbert. They've got the great Easton stick at the quarterback. Can't wait to hear Al Michaels talking about Easton stick. That's the quarterback's name, Rob. Easton stick. stick. He stuck it. You got to stick it. You, you got to lick it. Maybe they'll play that. Can you get that song up? I know we're in the closing moments. You got to lick it before you stick it, Robin. One of the greatest songs of all time. And in this case, when you've got Easton Stick barking the signals on Thursday Night Football on Prime, and you have to pay people to pretend that they care that Prime, it's on. It's on. No, you know what's on? The Tony Bruno Sports Network. That's on. Now, is Angel there getting ready for the, uh, is there a crossover tonight? No crossover tonight. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Al Michaels fired for being annoyed by Taylor Swift. Exactly right. Michael Jordan's legacy hasn't been punched. I remember this song. You got to let it build up. It's a classic. Kicking it old school. Should be a Christmas song. (laughs) (laughs) Crank it up, Robin. I need to hear hear the bass beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Come on, ladies. Start singing now. It's only one lady. Okay, Bobby. Yeah, 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 yo, yo, let's do this shit. Come on, lick it and stick it. Here it is. Before you east and stick it. This song, Robin, come on. I don't think I've ever heard this song. What's the matter with you, man? Just keep it to you the same thing. Yeah. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> Baby, work it. I met a real cutie. He had a nice tight booty. He seemed to be the freaky lover type. Let's Tony. Right through the chase. I know. We got to wrap it up. We want to thank everybody. I am Eagle. Pete Shepard, all the people who endured my yelling at Robin and every other thing that happened. The great Martinez and company coming up next. And then later on, the Bleacher Brothers. Have a great night, everybody. Don't drink and drive and don't lick it before you source. Lick it before you stick it. I think that's the way to go. Life has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here, there lives. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.